You're all assholes. True. Welcome to another episode of the Unpaid Programming Podcast. I'm Lawrence, joined as always by John, Jeff, and Mike. <laughs> Mike, yes. welcome back, return. Mike. Yes. Thank you for having me. Welcome back. <laughs> your dreams were your ticket out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the idea. Yeah, so... Uh, That's what I was going for. So gobble, gobble. Yeah, did Happy have... Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> did everybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving? It's we Black Friday. Yeah, it is. And we're we not at the this. stores. Because no. we know better. I did go out and buy a beer this morning, but they weren't having any uh, any, any beer deals. <laughs> no beer doorbusters? No. Oh, that's unfortunate. 75% off a case of Schlitz. <laughs> case for 50 cents. That's horrifying. Uh, so, uh, everybody had a good turkey day. Everybody's here on Black Friday. Mm. This wonderfully cold Black Friday morning. Um, it's like 35 degrees outside. Exactly. That's not wonderfully cold. Wonderfully when cold. it's two, then it's cold. Well, no, it's wonderfully cold, not cold cold. It's uh, seasonably cold. cold. So it's like a uh, piping for the blood to dance to kind exactly. of Exactly. That's <laughs> what I meant by that. You know what I'm looking forward to? Mm. Is every December there's like two or three unseasonably warm days where it's 70 degrees. Oh, yeah. It happens yeah, every it year. Always, it always happens. Yeah. Indian summer. Mm. Is that what <laughs> that is? It's, it's not PC, but I believe that's what they call it. Yeah. I thought that was supposed to be I always thought Indian summer was in September. It's whatever. It's like the the fir- the only like the last really warm day after the first frost. Uh, I believe that's mm. how you define it. Yeah. And what are the dog days? August. Good. Yeah. So um, should, should we explain Thanksgiving <laughs> right. to our international <laughs> listeners? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanksgiving is a day of thanks uh, for well, we eat a lot. We we. Because back in what was it uh sixteen hundred something um mm-hmm. we sixteen twenty the pilgrims. They ate with the Indians. And then killed them. And then they killed all of them. <laughs> I mean, it took a while. It took a couple yeah. hundred years, but eventually got them all out of there. Yeah. Native, Native mm. Americans celebrated Thanksgiving once. once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After that, they were like, no, 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 That's a King of the Hill gag. That is a King of the Hill gag. Yes, I'm glad somebody caught that. Yeah, so did you want to explain Thanksgiving or should we transition? I just did. Okay, well, there you go. That seems pretty accurate. Yeah. So I think what we need is the uh, the fellows on Grief Burrito to explain to us Boxing Day, because we're not quite sure what it is. Isn't but it that, sounds awesome. Isn't that the or day where you just a... take back all the gifts you don't want to the store? I thought no. that was a Canadian holiday. No, it began in England. Down in England. Oh, I see. Down in England. So the Canadians aren't free from the British influence like we are. No. Well, they, they, they're, they're still, still part weird, of the Commonwealth. Yeah, they still have a very weird relationship with the Queen. Don't they? they have to have well, like, a whole permission from the do. Queen for certain things, I think, mm-hmm. still. The Queen can go to Canada and just start ordering people around. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Australia. Well, I think the Canadians got it New right Zealand? because they Some just... Virgin Islands somewhere? They just mm-hmm. borrow the shit that they like. So they, they got Boxing Day and they have Thanksgiving. They do, yeah. Theirs is in October, yeah. though, but they still get to have one. Universal health care and Boxing Day? I know. God damn it. I guess that makes sense that the Canadian Thanksgiving would be in October because it is meant to be held at the end of the harvest when you give thanks to the gods for, you know, providing you with wheat and and (laughs) corn. (laughs) Maize. And their growing season is going to end up, you know, ending end a little bit earlier than ours. Yeah. A little bit. Since they're further north. Yeah. Because we are in zone five here. Are we really? Yeah. What zone are they in? Zone 5 or 6. It depends on the altitude. 
No, it's an, not altitude silly. <laughs> well, well, part of it is due to yeah, Maybe a little bit, but it's mostly latitude. <laughs> altitude, come on, come on. Latitude is the word that you wanted, Mike. No, I, I'll, I'll stay. I'll, I'm going to stand by. Uh, you, you know what? You know what? I, I should concede <laughs> yeah. to you. You, you do. You, you grew up around a whole bunch of farmers. <laughs> <laughs> we still use the farmers' almanac. But here's a civilized world. Farm. We don't know as much about that kind of thing. Yeah, that, I, I get the farmer, farmers' almanac as a mm. Christmas gift. See, I'm going by the map on the back of the seed package. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> so uh you you you're actually getting a bonus show here that we've uh introed. Uh, we actually recorded the intro a little bit ago. Don't but, tell them uh, that. Well, yeah, I'm telling them that because I need to I need <laughs> yeah. to lead into This is insider this information, is you know. Yeah. This is behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking kayfabe. We have to uh, pretend that we <laughs> intended that to be a bonus episode all along. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the reason you're getting a bonus episode is because I've been swamped the last couple of weeks, and my brother just got married uh, last week. Well, last congratulations Saturday. to him. Yeah. Yes, congratulations oh, to nice. him. The little bastard. So how was the <laughs> wedding? Was it nice? <laughs> the wedding was actually okay. Um, here's the thing I wanted to talk about, though. Now, I ended up busy for no reason for this wedding were because the, I wasn't included in this wedding. Were you the best man or... Hell no. Any, no? <laughs> Hell no. I was... And the groom's person? Here's, here's the... And this is what I'm leaning into. When Chris originally told me that he was getting married, he came to us and he said, I'd like you to give a speech. That's the first thing he said. He said, okay. Well, he public said, speaking used to be your job. Well, yeah. And he said, I want you to be the best man right now. I said, okay. I knew I was going to get demoted from this position. Wait a minute. <laughs> how, because, do you, how do you know that when he you're going to get like, demoted? He because to... I'm, he's not my best friend and I'm not his. <laughs> so he wanted to set you up as like the fallback best yeah, man kind of. before he even asked the guy who he yeah. wanted to be the best man? Yeah. The fall guy. Yeah, Wait, and he was, but he was afraid? That's, the... That's like me and Jeff asking our older brother, Doug, like to be the best man only to ask Jeff... <laughs> So, anyway, but what, why was he afraid that the guy was going to say no? I don't know. I don't know what he was. If he's fucking his thinking. best man, does he's he a moron. Not, does he not know him that well? I feel like there's an '80s sitcom in this. <laughs> is he like this? Does the best well, man just like the guy at the post office that he goes down and talks to every once in a while when he buys stamps? No, it's the person he's been best friends with since elementary school. And so, so where do you, so why are you here? That's a good question. So why, so he needed a fallback for his best friend. Well, originally this person was going to be the one to marry them. Oh, okay. So that's why he asked me, but plans change. So you can't be the efficient and the best man at the same time. Right. Can you? I don't yeah, see why no, not. no, 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 no. Cause I don't, I don't think you can. Cause the best, why couldn't you, the best man is supposed to stand there. Well, yeah, it would be a little bit uh, unconventional, of course. But you I can't think it be could an work. efficient and the and the witness because I think yeah. what, the way these weddings work is that your your best your best man and your <laughs> maid slash matron, depending what, on even what though side you have an entire on. room full of people, you, only two people can be witnesses. Those are technically the witnesses. Yeah. So why can't you just name somebody else one of the other groomsmen as the witness? And then yeah, half the time people are either married before or after the wedding anyway. It's, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, technically it's all for I, show I'm pretty anyway. sure like it you get, actually show. get married at the courthouse whenever you uh, get your papers signed. Your uh, my your, paper didn't get signed until license. after I literally got married at the church. Yeah. Once the officiant signs it, that's when it's over, and the officiant my... signed and and ours signed at the end. 
Yeah, you know, same with my brother. Before. Yeah, and because he told us before we got married, he's you know the the oh you still got time to run, boy. You know there's those jokes that float <laughs> around. And our preacher oh, was yeah. like, no, actually he doesn't. I've already hey, I'll leave the car running out back <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Remember I got that one. Yeah. Yeah, I've already spent thousands of dollars on this, but I'm going to back out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's such a hack joke. The car, yes. car's out back, it's running, and uh, Jeff actually put that joke in his speech. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I don't think I did. Yeah, uh, you did, because I got reminded of it. And I tried to explain that, that, no, this joke is hack. Everybody says it. It's Everybody says yeah. it. It's funny because it's not funny. Although his opening joke was really good. Now, for the audience that doesn't know, if you're new, Jeff and I are twins. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Jeff's opening joke was, uh, I've known John for about a year and a half. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you got half the crowd already. Yeah. Yeah, only half, because other people don't know who I am. <laughs> Actually, the other half, a lot of them knew. Think about that. We're getting off topic here. We are, yeah. Yeah, because so, I, I guess you got, I, I guess there was some shit. So, yeah, so there, I knew I was going to get demoted because Todd wasn't going to be the officiant. Okay. And I knew this, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I'll give a speech, sure. I'll be one of your groomsmen, that's fine. He says, okay, yeah, you'll be a groomsman, you'll be a groomsman. You know, you'll, be, you'll be my guy standing up there with me. That's what groomsmen do. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. And time goes on. I hear nothing more about this wedding for months, <laughs> you know. So he comes to visit one day and says, uh, I've got you down as an usher. I said, oh, okay. Now, I have to point out. Okay. It used to be... Up until the early 90s, groomsman and usher, those terms were interchangeable. Mm -hmm. eh, I don't know about that. I think, I think all this wedding tradition stuff is, is regional. It's cultural. There's okay. a whole bunch yeah. of different... Th sometimes product you, of sometimes you have the groomsman and the <laughs> ushers, and I don't think that's a... Might not be a new thing. Okay, but all the weddings that I've been in, uh, with the exception of being a bestman... Mm -hmm. uh, the groomsmen seat the guests. Right. Yeah. yeah if you go back to okay. like the uh, the forties, I mean, people were just you know, be like, hey, let's let's we'll get married uh, next Saturday, and then we'll have a party in the backyard. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of what it was. It was like, oh, I'll go talk to the priest, and we'll get the thing done, and then we'll we'll. <laughs> there's there's a denominational I think divide too between certain you know Christian denominations and and whatnot. Yeah, but okay. I think a lot of those differences are, are subtle. Yeah. And it's yeah. usually the ceremony itself. Now, if you look at the thing as a whole, uh, you know, I really don't know a lot about weddings, so... I, <laughs> <laughs> I showed up for mine. That's, that's No, I'm all basing this knowledge on movies that I've seen. <laughs> I owe my time back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. Floor recognizes Jim Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim, uh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> that's later. That's second half shit, Mike. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so he, he said, I want you all to be ushers. I said, oh, okay. So we're still groomsmen and ushers. I asked him this question. He said, no, no, I've got my, I've got groomsmen already lined up. I said, oh, you have groomsmen already lined up. So you've demoted your brothers completely out of the wedding party. So this is no longer a position. No, it's not. Of honor. No. And respect. No, because. And now he's giving you shit to do. Yeah. The groomsmen, uh, the groomsmen get to go and take the photos and be included in all this shit. Wear tuxedos. Wear you know? the tuxedos. Did you have to run a tux? No. Oh, good. Because you probably would have had to look at it like three months in advance so they could get it flown in. 
Jurassic Park style. <laughs> Flown in from Chalmers Big and Tall Shop. It's a six outlet chain in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> they had to sew two tuxes together. <laughs> the, the tailor retired after it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's my Magnus, Magnus Opum. <laughs> The silkworms working overtime for this thing. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Lawrence. Oh, it's okay. Jeff. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. Uh, I know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat guy. Yes. So, but yeah, so there's no longer a, a position of honor in this wedding. Basically, when we went to the rehearsal, it, it was down to, okay, stand by the door there and tell people where they're going to go. And then you get to sit down and then you're done. Oh, yeah. well, that's nice. So I told Chris I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> I told Chris I'm not going to do it. He said, oh, but I've already got you down as an usher. You're already in the program. Well, if you're in the program, yeah, you're in the I'm program. The, well, in the it's program. the whole standing and So I'm not doing thing. it any... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standing, standing and walking? I'm out. <laughs> it's always been my position. Um... Clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I said, no, I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> I felt that this was a appropriate stand that I had to take. As and somebody I didn't deserve been... such an insult. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who'd been demoted not once, but, but, but twice, in fact. Bestman, groomsman, usher. Usher. So my other two brothers, they were, they were ushers. And okay. I came in with them to the rehearsal and sat at the table and watched them stand there. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, oh, man, am I glad I backed out of this. I did, in fact. <laughs> All that standing. Yeah. <laughs> and well, walking my other, my and asking questions like, bride or groom? Are you with the bride or didn't groom? didn't even have to do that. There were cards laid out with the people's names on them. And it told them what table to go to. All they had to do was present the card to the usher. Oh, so the wedding was and the reception were in the same building. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, that, I, I was, no, that, that's a good idea. That is convenient for everyone. Yes. Buck, yeah, because yes. you know, as soon as they walk out, it's cocktail hour instead of having to wait around for a little exactly. while. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. been to weddings where we we actually you just have to like find a way to kill time for like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> One time, I'm like, walking around a Walmart in a suit <laughs> just to kill time. <laughs> One time, the wedding was only like. 10 minutes away from here, so we just came back home between the two. So that was nice. Yeah, I imagine that would be. But sometimes, you know, you drive an hour away, then you go through the stupid wedding, it takes forever, and then it, you have this, like, two-hour window of nothing. Well, you know, I, I, I found that there are, are a few remedies to that, and uh, it depends on the situation. But the, the one uh, that we had a, a few years ago, this was one of Jeff's greatest hits, actually, but we're, he doesn't like discussing this, so... Uh, <laughs> So this is a perfect time to discuss oh. it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. So the, rem the, the, the remedy for the downtime was the people... It wasn't even like anyone who was related. It wasn't anyone who was hosting. It was just the one person who lived the closest between the two locations, between right. the church and the uh, reception hall, had everybody over the house. And there okay. were sandwiches <laughs> and beer. Sounds good. It was delightful. That was, yeah. a, that was a nice little mm -hmm. move that I was kind of surprised with. I remember that, and Dad got lost. Probably, yeah. I mean, you know, Dad doesn't believe in GPS. That's right. <laughs> Distrustful of technology as it is. Hey, he, he, he knows how to read a map. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm halfway with Dad. I don't believe in reliance on GPS. I believe that if you're going to go somewhere, so you, use you don't map know where quest. you're going. I think you should look at the map. <laughs> I think, I, this is what I do. I look at the map on the internet, 
you know, so mm-hmm. I still use technology. Right. And then I, if I have to, I write things down to remember because it Not helps like with you. It makes you a better though. navigator if you're, you know, looking at, look, actually looking for the street name and stuff like that, rather than just waiting for the thing to tell you to turn. If right. I get, and then if I have trouble, then I'll turn the, the thing on and let it tell me what to do. Hmm. Getting in and out of Pittsburgh, I still do that because we, you know, growing up in pre-GPS days, we knew that uh, as long as the road was heading south, west, or east, we would run into something that we knew. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, once we went north, and it didn't oh, end. No. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Oh, no. Keep going in... this way. I think it's going to take me to 51. <laughs> <laughs> ended up in New Kensington at about 1 o'clock in the morning with our friend Jeremy, who is not a particularly intimidating guy. And yeah. <laughs> Dark Knight. Well, can we give a shout out to Jeremy that you mentioned him for being our number one fan, even though we insulted him the first day that Mike was here? Ah, yes, yes. Lovely, lovely gentleman who offered to pay to be on the show, actually. He offered really? He offered to pay? To pay to be on the show. Mike, you're fired. I, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. like this at all. <laughs> well, he, he, This he, makes he, me very uncomfortable. He, he took the, uh, the send your application thing seriously. <laughs> uh, I love you, Jeremy, if you're listening he to the shouldn't podcast. Have. Did he really but, think uh, that I was just going to let strangers come into my house? <laughs> uh, we, we, half the show can vouch for Jeremy. He is fine, but I don't, I don't, I don't know how he would be as far as our show as an on-air personality. And that means we have to kick somebody out. We're at we're at full capacity here, Jeremy. I'm sorry. Yeah, send your application. We only have we'll four mics. <laughs> send the application. <laughs> Bring a mic with you if you want. You want a full resume. Uh, no, references. The, no, the board yeah, references. Three, three, three references. Okay, bring another board with you as yeah, well. Yeah, bring another board. We'll daisy chain <laughs> together, and then, and then we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, after your yeah. demotion. Yeah, after my demotion, I sat there and watched them rehearse, and it was fun because I got to go and eat afterwards. So that was my favorite part. <laughs> Really? Yeah. The best part of the wedding. Best part of the wedding. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm... And here's here's the, the kicker is, since I arrived at the same time as, as all the important people, I just got to go in and sit down and wait for the wedding to start. <laughs> <laughs> While my two brothers stu- stood there, waited for the doors to open. And when the people came in, a few people who knew me and recognized me came over and asked, them where, asked me where to sit. <laughs> they must have read the program. The program. You had to, and then you had to do all that standing and walking. Well, well no, I still I stayed at my table. I said, I don't know what table are you. I'm table four. It's back that way somewhere. It's, it's next to table three. You know, I really do like this idea of the, having the wedding at the reception place. Yeah. Because there's just so much bullshit. You know, so you can get that all, all of it out of the way at the front. They they did do that. So yeah. just do the do the wedding. Get that done five, you know, seven minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Just wrap it up quick. Then you d- cut the cake or whatever. Yeah. Do the stupid dance, and then that's it. Yeah. So that's show on the road, and then, and then <laughs> start drinking. Yeah. Right. Or you could drink during the wedding. We kind of did. Both of ours. We, you uh, yeah, could. We did yeah, have a little bit uh, before. There after, was some uh, before, well, alcohol served. So the beforehand. the bar was was the bar. It was an open bar, baby. Uh, I, but, ah. but was it open? The whole mm-hmm. fucking so time. So as soon as you walk in, even before the vows are exchanged, you can get yourself a drink. Yes. Uh, wow, I, that I, is wonderful. I love this wedding. Yeah, it was that's, a, that's it, it was great in that market. <laughs> the cookie table was also preeminent. How much damage did you do to that cookie table? Uh, there were, uh, I think I think they said how many dozen? Ten dozen or something cookies? Uh, we were at one. Not very much damage. Ten actually. dozen? That's one ant can bring ten dozen. Cookies. Yeah, that is true. One ant can <laughs> Six, sixty yeah. dozen. I don't know. It was a whole shitload. I was at one uh, just a couple weeks ago, where they had worked it out to three dozen per person. Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. This person must have had a lot of ants. Oh, I, I think or so. Or a lot of the diabetes. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I mean, they just cared. They 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 were thinking about cookies in terms of what people can take home. Did your yeah. wedding cookie table give you the diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> and I had seen something that I'd never seen before. And I think this is a neat little move. Can you imagine if... Was it you... a macaroon? No. Oh, oh I did hey, we some had, damage we had to those. Yeah, we had, uh, I did some uh, damage to uh, those. Different uh, ethnic origin. This is of Italian origin. Curry? Oh, curry. No. <laughs> yeah, curry. Those, <laughs> those terrible pixels. Imagine if you combine the best aspects of a pizzelle and cannoli. It was a cannoli filling inside a pizzelle that was wrapped around it. Dear Jesus. I know. That, that, what is that called, even? Do you... Pizzoli. A pizzoli. A pizzoli. Cannoli. A, ca a canzel. A canzel. A, a, cazelle. Cazelle. a cazelle. I don't know, but it was... Whew. I'll tell you what, when you're in the hotel room and you're drunk off your ass, and <laughs> my wife had filled up two to-go boxes full of cookies, and you see this pizzelle that looks like cannoli, and you're just look, watching Dateline and shoving your face. <laughs> it is so unbelievably satisfying. So whoever did that, uh, give me the recipe. I want to know. <laughs> Thank you. I want to say I'm going to bring cookies to the wedding, but then just show up with a sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the plastic and just plop it on the. You know table. what? At, at, at this wedding, that would have gotten over. Yeah. In our, in our wedding, that actually did happen because we get, we got married in Virginia, and most of our people were were Pittsburgh people. So we asked somebody to bring cookies, and they brought Eaton Park smiley face cookies. Okay. And no, I mean, for us, that was well, actually yeah, quite. For you, uh, yeah, for you guys, that's a nice little like local move. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of you know, that's, 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 that's good. That's the, the Virginians had no. They thought they were disgusting. I mean, I, <laughs> I think they're, they're not, disgusting. They're not great. <laughs> they're not good. They really are great. They're not that good. The, the, the icing on those is a tad bitter. Yeah, bitter is not yeah. a word that you want to have to uh, to describe a cookie. Yeah, but I, I, agree. I agree. I agree. And uh, we have listeners from all around the country, so I don't know how many of them have cookie tables at weddings. Not very yeah, that's, many. That's, it's a, it's a Pittsburgh tradition. Yeah, even for us in just mm -hmm. an hour and a half out of Pittsburgh, I, I never I, heard of it. And I think I've mentioned this before, that I'd never noticed the cookie table at the wedding until I found out that not only is there cookie tables at weddings in this area, that mm -hmm. it is exclusive to this area. It is yeah. exclusive. I found both yeah. of these things out at the same time. I never noticed the cookie table. So here's, here's, here's a funny little thing. When I was on my way to the cookie table before the wedding started, you, how many people did down? you push out of the way? <laughs> there was nobody else there. It was just me. Okay. Your, However, pants, your pants fell down and you ended up on the uh, American, America's Funniest Videos montage. <laughs> Yeah, all the America's Funniest Home uh, videos always involve, if it's a wedding, you know someone's pants is going to fall yeah, down. Of course, yeah. Or somebody's passing out. Or someone's yeah. going to fall down somehow. Usually it's pants fall down, then fall, or, or like fall. Like the, the bride falls and the skirt the flies The entire wedding up, party falls. And then falls everyone can see her snatch. Into the water. And Bob Sass going, oh, I hope I don't fall here. Oh, I hope no one gets a good look at my snatch when I fall down. <laughs> That sounds much more something, more like something Bob Saget would say. <laughs> That's what Bob Saget had in his head when he was re, uh, you know, recording for Sunday Night Primetime Family Hour on ABC. <laughs> and it was early '90s, so you know that you know it was full on Bush if that drive <laughs> fell down. So on my hole. way to the cookie table, uh, somebody called my name. Hey, Lawrence! I turn around. It was Zach Fine. Who I haven't seen in a long time. Was he was he DJing the wedding? Because we he actually, was. You know uh, what? We, we have a, a Zach Fine story actually. Yeah, I so. uh, I asked him to. We were supposed to play Top Golf that night, and I asked him to come 
play, and he said, I have a wedding. I didn't know it was your brother's wedding. It was my brother's wedding. Wow. 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 You made that was you the whole time? (laughs) Small world, am I right, guys? Yeah. We already knew each other beforehand, but small world, nonetheless. (laughs) So, yeah. So, that was the the wedding uh, issue. And uh, I believe we want to move on to talk about the. Uh, new oh, Mike Mr. had a, Mike had a Oh quick yeah, that's story. right. I'm sorry. No, I mean it's just it's just it's 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 another small world story that falls into that. But we were we were originally going to get married in uh, uh, Beaver Falls, and yeah. So that was our original why? plan. Beaver yeah, Falls. Yeah, good good, good what question. Did Joe name it from there? there. <laughs> there's a reason why we originally were going to do it, and we didn't actually you know. Do was it. Donnie Iris going to be your officiant? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, some guy Alyssa found on the internet was going to be our official. You should have got married at the Kingpin Bowling Alley. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, that's right. That yeah, actually, yeah, that's, yeah. that's in Beaver Falls, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. But now there's apparently a venue that, that's there. But we had hired a DJ, and we had gone through and paid the deposits and all that kind of stuff. And then we decided a month and a half out that we wanted to get married in Virginia because fuck the travel uh, <laughs> okay. and all that that's kind of a, stuff. And we saved a ton of money doing it. But anyway, long story short Makes is sense. we had to cancel our DJ, uh, and my wife gets off the phone very angry. Because my wife can be a bit of an angry, aggressive person when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> Everything. Uh, really? Everything. <laughs> no, I love you, honey. Because um, she's also a fan of the show. But anyway. Oh, well, no. She, uh, so she gets off the phone with the DJ, and uh, apparently the DJ was not particularly happy that we canceled so short notice, and we had never signed the contract saying that we would not get her deposit back. So we we, we got her deposit back, which is unusual. Good. Uh, yeah. And it turned out it was... Zach Fine, actually, who was going to be the You DJ screwed over wedding. my friends. So, yeah. And I was like, I know that name. So, Stop yeah, fucking yes. my friends, Mike. Uh, I can't wait yeah, to that tell is, him. That is a theme in our friendship. Is I can't not? wait to tell him that I know the guy that screwed him over for a, yeah. a Beaver Falls wedding. He's part of the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he carved out an entire weekend mm. for you. Yeah, I felt marginally bad about it. but uh, And then he got to stay home and hang out <laughs> instead. <laughs> With that, I'm gonna go pull a, a John. Okay. And um, go to the take a piss. Okay. <laughs> as you don't have your, to tell everybody, Jeff. Yeah. As is your right. So we'll we'll wait till Jeff gets back before we get into our next topic. Okay. So we'll just pause right here. No, we're not gonna pause. We're no, gonna, you just we're, want dead air. Background I music. Elevator music. We'll just goof around until... So what is our next topic, Lawrence? Well, we were going to discuss the uh, Mr. Rogers movie that uh, Jeff appears in. Oh, okay. For about... I've not seen it yet. That's okay. I haven't either, but... Yeah. That is okay because uh, we can talk about a lot of it without giving too much away. And also the uh, the and also the plot doesn't really matter as far as the yeah. movie goes. Yeah, we, we all kind of know how that story ends. Yeah, because so, uh, yeah. <laughs> this movie is based on and was it a book or an article? I well, was it was an, an artic- Esquire article. Yeah, an, an article which I had read really uh, a number of years no. ago, and I don't know why I I don't I don't remember how I came across it. I don't remember why i read it but nonetheless well because I, it involved mr rogers probably yeah <laughs> and when you're when you're when you're nostalgic i mean there's not many and people you're a there's not many times yeah, where, you'll consume or, just about anything there's yeah. not many times where i actually like cry uh over people that i haven't met when they die uh but fred rogers was one of them close the door jeff because i am a <laughs> pussy but so I, I read the article a number of years ago and I would like to point out that the, 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 the article that this movie uh, goes around, which mm-hmm. you're not going to see in the movie, uh, the first paragraph... What do you mean in, you're not going to see in the movie? 
Well, the, the you were expecting a scroll in the scrolly <laughs> article at the beginning, like Star Wars. No, <laughs> it was a moment in the article. The, what the okay. article opened with. You're you didn't not... explain that well. Also, I was out of the room. You're for a out of the minutes, room. So. <laughs> <laughs> was that the most interesting thing about the article that the movie's about? Is uh, the first paragraph it describes Fred Rogers naked. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, which is not in the movie, which I was getting at. Yeah, you're not, well, not going to see Tom Hanks' dick. Tom Hanks should have hung dong. Should have hung dong. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so so Jeff and I, uh, a week ago today, had gone out to go see the uh, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood film starring mm-hmm. Tom Hanks as Mr. Fred Rogers. What if they were planning to have the uh, Mr. Rogers naked scene? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tom Hanks was on board with it. I think that's why Tom Hanks turned well, it down three times. Hold on, Tom, Tom, Tom Hanks was on board with it, but then he, you know, undressed and he just had this huge hog. And they were like, "No, no one pictures Mister Rogers <laughs> nah. with a giant hog." <laughs> but people would like to. Yeah, I like to think that Mister Rogers had a giant dick. But uh, anyway, but, back to the. He certainly was not, <laughs> not compensating for anything ever at any point. That's in true. His life, that's so. true. So it's very, very possible. It's very possible. Yeah, well, we had jumped on this early uh, as far as an outing goes because Jeff is actually in it, which we've mentioned on this show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've talked mm-hmm. about it. We have mentioned it before. and um, We confirmed that fact. I was always trying to manage people's expectations because whenever you tell them they're an ex- you're an extra in something... You're lucky <laughs> if you get to see the back of their head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which happened on another show that I was on. I, it was just the back of my head for like a second. In this movie, you can see the back of my head first... But then you actually see my face. That is true. Pretending to laugh. And so we'll look for that scene. Well, here's what to look for. Uh, we'll get this out of the way quick and then talk okay, about the yeah, movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in order to find Jeff, if you know what Jeff looks like, which you probably don't. Well, you could because you, it, it's you around. potentially could. But he, so uh, early in the movie uh, where he's giving a speech in a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a shot of the back of the speech giver's head, and you can see Jeff at a front row table to the speaker's left, and screen left. Yeah, kind of in the bottom left of the screen. I had, you, you will, He makes a joke, and you will see me pretend to laugh. At which point, I had leaned over to Jeff and said, are you on the left? And he said, yeah, because I thought I saw him, <laughs> and that was the extent that I saw Jeff, was I thought I saw him, and then Jeff said, yeah, I'm on the left. So... Which is why we jumped on it early. And so now we'll talk about the actual film itself. And there is a shit ton to like about it. It is. It's, it's a really well, good, good movie. Well, well put together. Um, a lot of fabrications compared to the man who wrote the article. But uh, he acknowledges that in a follow-up article that he wrote about the movie. Which is just as long as the original article. So yeah. it's, it's about a half-hour read each article. Which so if you got an hour to kill, you got an hour to kill. I highly recommend reading both. If if you grew up watching Fred Rogers, which I imagine um, most of our listeners have, except maybe down in England, <laughs> and in uh, Italy and Ghana and all that mm-hmm. place. Right? Yeah, but uh, they grew up making cannolis that uh, were wrapped in pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> watching Downton Abbey. Hey, callback points, Mike. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you're so fitting I'm, right in here. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but anyhow. Uh, but the one thing that, that really st- st- stood out uh, was the use of silence mm-hmm. in the movie. So at the, very be- the movie opens with uh, you know, Mr. Rogers walking in, 
played by Tom Hanks, of course, to a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and he takes his jacket off and all that shit and mm-hmm. changes his shoes. And then after that, it's just quiet. And that's what you kind of remember. I don't didn't remember from a kid being a kid was just the how quiet the Mister Rogers program was when he was sitting there talking. They captured that really well at the beginning of the movie. You're capturing it really well right now, also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. It's very uh... <laughs> <laughs> well. But but that but that was the thing. Silence is a bit of a device as far as movie making and capturing uh, who Fred Rogers was. And the other thing that I liked about it was Tom Hanks's performance was not a straight up impression or impersonation uh from the interviews that i've watched that uh what tom hanks has said was the director said we're giving you a wig and we're giving you some eyebrows and a sweater the rest has to come from you and i do not want a straight up impersonation and Mm. so tom hanks carries the fred rogers essence and that was smart. To a, to a fucking yeah. T. And that was smart, though, because... Honestly, if he'd done the impression, it would have come well, off like a parody. The, the, yeah, yeah. It, it, exactly. You make a caricature, and then it's, it's hard to take it seriously. Right, so... But he... he it's kind of like what the behind-the-eyes kind of thing. And um, what the movie does really well, also, between use of silence, Tom Hanks, as his acting chops are, and there's a reason why he's the most popular man in America, because he's just that good and, and nice... All he's just time. a genuinely good dude. Yeah, he's a good yeah. dude. So why not get he's America's... come a long way from bachelor party. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From big. So, uh, the, but the thing was, is all the peculiarities, because let's be honest, and what, this is a good point the movie drives home, is that Fred Rogers was a weirdo. A weirdo, an odd guy. A weirdo was, and an odd guy. An unusual fella. In a, good, in a good and earnest and sincere way, but... Yeah. He was also, but compared to normal human behavior, it, he just wasn't on that plane. Did it talk about how he always kept his weight at 143 because one, four, and three are the letters yeah, to I love you? Yeah, it did. It, it, it did. And, uh, but it was, but it was more so on the, pecu- on the bizarre nature of how Fred Rogers strived and made it almost his mission to connect with any individual that he met. And the, uh, the journalist situation is exaggerated a lot. And the reason why is because you're trying to explain why someone is cynical and you can't do that in two hours with the journalist's mm-hmm. actual story. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they have to do this made-up story. It has to be quick. Right. It has we to be quick. You don't have four and a half hours. Nah. To, to but, that, but, the, but, okay, so in the movie, the journalist's uh, father is a philandering drunk, which is true in real life. Uh, but also they have had an illness and other shit to kind of bring home certain things that Fred Rogers did all the time. So you see him visiting, you see him asking someone to pray for him, things like that, uh, which seems like a powerful plot device in that individual story, which is true, uh, but really that is just a, a useful item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting oh, some feedback. There we go. Thank Beep. you for that. That was more like a... That's just your heart beating, oh. John. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, so where were you again? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, is like, you know, we're, well, we're not getting a biopic 
Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it and will go see it at some point, uh, you're not getting a biopic. Most of what you see, actually all of what you see is true except for the extras, the extra characters. Mm -hmm. Like me. I was yeah, an extra I mean, character. <laughs> yeah, good, good he, means the, he means the support. No, I know what John's saying. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's, it, it captures Mr. Rogers as uh, the person he was with kind of a fictionalized account, somewhat fictionalized account of a reporter that spent time with him. Yeah, so really what we're getting at is he didn't do this shit with that particular reporter. He did a lot of it with the reporter, but some of the other things that you see didn't actually happen to that guy. But it happened to a lot of other people, man, <laughs> because that's just who he was. And uh, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about, you'll have things you'll want to, to talk, talk about. about. I, I will, will also to mm -hmm. go ahead. Was the structure of the movie, and so what Jeff was hinting around mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah, that was that was kind of my favorite thing about it. Was, was the, the show opens or the the show the, right. the, the movie? Show. It opens with with the like I said the beautiful day in the neighborhood, the shoes and everything. Mm -hmm. and then he sits down and he shows like this picture board, and then he he opens different things like there's Mister McFeely, there's King Friday, and then he shows the guy, the journalist, the journalist, and he says this is my friend Lloyd. Someone hurt him, and it's really. But it really captures the essence of the Mr. Rogers program mm -hmm. really well. And, and, but it let's... also sets up the story because then after that, then it goes to, then, oh, also there's the use of the models. So you remember. All your, yeah, all your trans. I feel like this is giving too much away. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But they... So we'll, we'll stop there. We'll stop okay, there. We'll stop there. Yeah, we'll, we'll stop, stop there the because movie. that's. That, Spoiler alert. That, Wait, no, you're that, supposed that, to do it before I, you talk about it. Yeah, that, that would actually yeah. be a little bit of a waste. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, it's more fun to see for the first time. And I'm actually, I'm, only, I'm not really speaking to the audience of this show. I'm speaking to you two guys in the room who haven't that's, seen it yet. That's yeah. all we ever do. Yeah, well, because this is the audience. There's an audience. <laughs> well, there's Jeremy. Lied to me. <laughs> and your wife. We have and one your wife's true, yeah. Our wives don't listen. people listen to it. My dad pretends to listen to it, but he can't hear, so. <laughs> I don't know what, are you on the radio, boy? If he actually could hear it, I can't imagine him listening long. Nah, it's like the TV without the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll get, but... The one move I'll, and it's and it's the one move I will give away that's in the very beginning of the movie was that whenever the the movie begins as an episode of Mr. Rogers, it's shot on videotape. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. Oh. Shot on, they wow. did that on videotape. It's shot on videotape, nice. so you have the visual. It every and also whenever this article was written, it took a lot of the interviews took place on the set at WQED Pittsburgh in Oakland. In mm -hmm. Oakland, yeah. uh, and at the actual studio, this is so Studio A WQED, and they rebuilt the original set, but they also rebuilt the original set to make it look like it was twenty years old, as it would have been when that article was written. More than twenty years old. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So they made it look worn. Attention to the detail. because they never changed anything there. They always used the same stuff. And they so never, yeah. as this movie Man. opens, it looks. Just like an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that was taped in 1998. And the only drawback that Tom Hanks had no control over is that Tom Hanks is a little too beefy. Yeah. 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 To be he Fred is, Rogers. Yeah. Definitely more than 143 pounds. Yeah. He's also yeah. about six inches taller than the actual Fred Rogers. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, Fred Rogers was a tall fella. 
They should have got like William H. Macy to play Mr. <laughs> Rogers. At that point, it'd be a cartoon. <laughs> William H. Macy can be a serious actor. That, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll send those over to you. I'll, I'll, I'll send them to you. <laughs> I, I, I'll do a goddamn lock count, okay? God, what the Christ? <laughs> but yeah, and so. Uh, Wade, Wade, it's Genie. Wade, it's Genie. Ah, jeez, Wade, it's Genie. Wade. Wade, I want to talk about your feelings. Wade, I want to talk about your feelings, Wade. What do you do when you're mad, Wade? <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah, it's a, it's a five-star recommendation. Go see it immediately if you haven't if seen sooner. it yet. Because uh, it really captures the essence of who Fred Rogers... Like, the, there's a lot bigger truth to the movie than what actually takes place in the movie. Yeah. Is what I will say. I think that's all I got. And I think with that, it's a good time for a nice little commercial Thanks, break. Mr. Ebert. <laughs> well, if he was Ebert, he'd say thumbs up. Well, Siskel <laughs> and Ebert from their graves are poking out of the ground going, thanks, 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 Mr. Shallot. Gene Shallot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go see it. Excellent movie. You'll be thoroughly entertained. There is uh, definitely a good amount of humor involved, uh, which is nice. And we'll be right back after this. On the next Bad Cop, Bad Cop, detectives Bob Ross and Fred Rogers try to dig up some dirt on the streets. My, it's certainly a beautiful day in your neighborhood. Yeah, sure. And I'm certainly glad you could be out here to enjoy such a wonderful day with us. Can I help you with something? Sometimes you know something about someone that could get them in trouble, and you might be afraid to talk about it. Have you ever had to keep a secret from somebody? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, shoot. You know, there's nothing wrong with having secrets. Why don't you tell us yours, and it'll be our little secret. We won't tell. We won't tell. Look, what do you guys want? It's always nice to stop by and say hello to a neighbor. We just like to get out and make friends. Everyone should have a friend. Heck, even a couple old guys like us. And sometimes, our friends do things that we might be afraid to talk about. I don't understand. Well, let's say one of those friends went and had himself a happy little accident. An accident? Like what? Maybe, maybe, he got a little frustrated. And instead of taking it out on one of his dirty old paintbrushes, he went and stabbed someone. Sometimes you feel like shouting Until your face turns red And sometimes you can get so mad That someone ends up dead Look man, I don't know what you're talking about Now if we go on up to your face here We can see that we have a light alizarin and crimson hue And that gives us the indication that you're lying to us Now then, let's say we pull out our little old Glock 19 and Gripping it by the barrel, we hold the handle end outward and use that to give you a nice hard whack right about there. Oh! Sometimes you might want to lie because you did something bad. Or maybe because you know someone else did something bad. Lying about things, like when you see your friend spill someone's guts all over the hood of a Pontiac, can only make more trouble for you later. I don't have to tell you anything. <laughs> well, shoot. They do say silence is golden. Heck, my wife would certainly agree to that. Now, let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. I tell you what. 
We'll put that old Glock away and take out a pair of nice, clean, dry handcuffs. And with a quick beat no. of the gun, we'll hand those rascals over to Fred so we can put them on nice and tight. Am I being arrested? When you lie to the police, when you lie right through your teeth, you get taken to the station for a real interrogation. This is bullshit. I wasn't even there that night. <laughs> Shoot. Now you've just gone and messed up your story. I never said this old stabbing happened at night. Now then, let's go on ahead and get your lying little rear end into the back seat of this here cop car. What's happening? It's okay to feel afraid when you think something bad is going to happen. But it's important to talk about those feelings. Even if the person you talk to is about to give you the beating of your life, if you don't start telling us what you know. <laughs> Alright, Fred. Let's take this turd downtown. Cop, bad cop. Thursdays at 10, 9 central on NBC. And we're back. So, and so, so everybody asked me to bring us out of the break because apparently I'm uh, replacing Timmy now. Sorry, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't know. But uh, but I, I, I hear Jeff has uh, an idea for a new Hallmark movie that uh, I'm quite interested mm -hmm. in seeing because we've already, I don't know about you guys, but I've already been subjected to about three of them. Wow. Uh, really? And, so and we've been in the holiday season now for officially... 16 hours, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just oh. leave the room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and speaking I forget we can of, do uh, that now. We have two, we have two televisions. We, we made it. We that's the key to a successful marriage, is two televisions. <laughs> is a man cave. Ask my dad. To... He'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> it used to be two cars, and now it's two well, TVs. I'm a, I'm a millionaire, so I, we have three televisions in our house. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I did have an idea for a Hallmark movie. Before I get into that, though, I wanted to mention that. So after the last show... Uh, aired or whatever. <laughs> I ran my whole idea by my wife, who have has, she has seen thousands of these <laughs> Hallmark an movies as much as she an is. expert as you. Exactly, and I gave her the whole rundown, and she said that that could absolutely be a Hallmark movie. Oh yeah, no, it's oh, highly yeah, it could. Highly. And possible. I thought I thought maybe Crayon Factory was a little bit far fetched, <laughs> but she said no. That that could still be. Part of the part of the thing. So, yeah. I wanted if you to want the true that. test of a Hallmark movie, ask my sister-in-law, because that's all she watched. And I, she, you know, my wife also told me was that these this year they have made a record number <laughs> of Christmas-themed Hallmark movies. <laughs> that's what moves, man. So they're doing like fifty-eight days of Christmas or something. Like that. <laughs> Whatever it is, I thought I don't they know. started back in July. <laughs> Netflix has way too much money. Six months of Netflix. Christmas. This isn't Netflix. This is the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> they make these movies for like forty bucks a piece. Hallmark. Yeah. They don't television for white people. Television for white people. <laughs> they just they probably just reuse the same set for every damn movie. Just change a couple things around. Well, they all appear to be filmed in July in Los Angeles anyway. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, they're so not this... even trying. They don't even put snow in shit. <laughs> Everybody's but, wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so this this idea isn't quite as fleshed out as the last one is. Um, but that's okay. So it centers around a woman, of course. Yeah, a woman. Candace Cameron uh, Bure. And this is a, <laughs> this is a career woman, single woman, you know, and she is 
an event planner. Ooh. Yeah. As many female main characters in Hallmark movies have been, mm-hmm. I imagine. <laughs> event planner is kind of one of those... Uh, About 42% because, of them. Because yeah. movies like to play into people's fantasies a little bit. And a lot of women fantasy, fan, fancy themselves as like, oh, I could be an event planner. That would be fun. But, you know, it's, it's not a lot of fun. It's actually very stressful, as is illustrated in the movie that I made up. This <laughs> 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 is already... So this, We're getting this into is the right. <laughs> so, this, so this event planner, this female event planner is a career woman. She is planning an event for some, some kind of company or whatever that's going to be at the banquet hall or event hall or whatever it is. Fire some kind hall. of venue that's, that's, <laughs> that's also... It's connected to a mall. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Is this I mean, company a crayon factory? So it's in Uniontown. No, town. there's no crayons in this movie. <laughs> Uniontown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> Colored so pencil she's, factory. <laughs> she's planning an event for some company. The, the company that's for doesn't really matter. Uh, but they have their Christmas gala or Ooh, whatever Globecom. it is. And she's Globecom. <laughs> Globe for Globecom. <laughs> that, 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 that's fine. Yeah, sure. Gencore. <laughs> Gencore. <laughs> So she's planning an event for Gencore. That's, and it's going to be held at the uh, the banquet hall in the mall. That's part of the mall. So. I have over 100 people coming here. <laughs> <laughs> they can't use Gencore. So, so she's been she's been working long hours planning this event at the mall. And <laughs> so she's also spending a lot of time in the mall. And while the she's mall, there, the mall hall. You know, she can get her uh, Christmas shopping done. All those empty storefronts. No, this is this is a bustling mall. Oh, this, no, this so is a mall. This isn't still century three. This is more yeah. of a South Hills Village where oh, things, okay, things okay. are still going. on. It's still a happening I, happening I mall. Hard to find parking. But <laughs> <laughs> so while she's there, she, she she's doing some Christmas shopping and stuff, and you know she's pretty stressed out, and she ends up striking up a conversation with the mall Santa Claus. And played by Billy Cardell. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need it. We need an older, Ed uh, you know, an old wise, you know, guy who has uh, advice and stuff. Ed Asner. Because because yeah. what happens is she ends He's up. He's done a couple of movies, hasn't he? She ends up. Uh, Lawrence know, Tierney. Going... <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> or he would have been great. <laughs> get, the, right, get the hell out of here. All right, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> no, it's not Lawrence Tierney. It's a jollier fellow than that. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> He's also dead. Yeah. Stop naming dead people. Orson Welles. Yeah, Wait, Marlon Brando. Dead. How about yeah. Arbuckle? Keep going deader and deader. <laughs> Archie Bunker. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, get off my lap here. I'm in my chair. <laughs> so she... she and she's she's stressed out from this you know really difficult Gen Core party planning, <laughs> and so the Globecom, come on. So the mall Santa says, "Look, I'm going on break in you know ten minutes or whatever. Let's go and have coffee together." I'm going on break in ten minutes. <laughs> so they, tyranny. So he orders a scotch and she gets. <laughs> Because they have scotch in the mall. Yes, they have scotch at the mall food court. <laughs> Do they go to Bennigan's? <laughs> no, but they, so they go and have coffee in the mall food court. And she's, of course, complaining, like, oh, this is so stressful, and I'm having such a hard time, and everyone's a dick and whatever. And uh, <laughs> no one appreciates Try visiting me. every kid in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like a man of my size, crazy <laughs> down at <Jimmy. laughs> 
Everybody leaves gluten-free cookies now. <laughs> yeah. So they're at the mall food court having coffee and stuff, and, and they and they end up doing this from time to time. Meanwhile, one of the executives of GenCore, who's Club also... Com. No, it's GenCore. We decided that it's GenCore. <laughs> well, isn't Club that a real com. company? <laughs> and I, need a, I need a pause for one second. Santa's having scotch. <clears throat> Sorry yeah. about that. Santa's having scotch with Sa- uh, the lady. Right. Santa's having scotch, and they're having coffee. He gives her some sa- sage advice. Really? Yes. He's the mall Santa. He's like kind of the wise, uh, fatherly-type character to this uh, young woman. Well, he's been at the mall for 30 years and has yeah. seen a lot of kids and a lot of families and, you know, yeah, a lot I guess of people. I, I think you could have he's, that element He's seen some things. He, he knows people, but mainly he just asks children what they want for Christmas in the mall. <laughs> So it takes you know, a picture with him for ten bucks. Realistically, lap, yeah, realistically, his experience as a mall Santa really hasn't informed the advice that he's giving this woman. <laughs> um, but so this woman is also as she's planning this event for the GenCore company, she becomes you know acquainted with one of the executives who's sort of like this is this is his thing also for the company is that he was the one who picked the mall and hired the event planner and all this shit. And so he's dealing with her a lot, and their relationship is kind of, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, it's not great, you know, because they're both working they're together. They're both stressed out. It's like the stressed out working Everything relationship. Everything has to be perfect. Where, you know, he wants something, and she, she's trying to she's meet his trying demands, meet but they the keep changing, because yeah, they have to exactly. be perfect. He keeps moving the goalposts, you know, he wants uh, tinsel on, on things that shouldn't have tinsel on them, and she's trying to tell him this, and he's just not getting it. All yeah, these Frank's going to get the promotion. But he says, you know, I'm, like, I, but if there's not her. tinsel... On, on the appetizers, then, <laughs> I mean, my ass is on the line. The, the board will be unhappy. But anyway, garlic, garland stuffing. So it's, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that kind of thing, you know. Um, you can't eat tinsel. <laughs> it's not digestible. <laughs> so <laughs> she's planning the event. They're they're butting heads a little bit. She's kind of a, she's one of those strong-headed women, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She sticks to her principles. <laughs> right. well, she's been an event planner right. for seven years now. In, and in real life, we would call that a bitch. But, yeah. in, the world, <laughs> but in the world of, of Hallmark, she is just she's just a sassy, you know, she's a little sassy, a little, little bit of an acid tongue, you know what I mean? Ooh, she uh, tells it like it is. She saying, tells right? it like it is. You know, she doesn't she doesn't take no shit from uh, from from men. Right, right. But this man. Who she has become acquainted with. Uh, she runs into him during one of her shopping in the mall uh, trips. Yeah. Where he's he's there also shopping in the mall. Mm-hmm. And he has a, a son with him. Through their, their brief conversation, you know, she learns that the, the mother isn't in the picture, you know. Single dad. He's a single dad. Mm-hmm. And the kid says, Dad, look, it's Santa. Can we go see Santa? Because the kid's like no. six years old or something. <laughs> And he kind of says like, uh, "No, no, son. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe later. You know, I got shit to do, kid. No, no, here's, <laughs> so here's where things get less fleshed out. She starts spending more time with the guy, and they start to actually get along. Really? Not only do they get along, they start to kind of uh, hit it off and, and and fall for each other a little bit. Because even though they were butting heads, the reason they were butting heads is because they have similar personalities. Oh, they're so alike. So they're kind of they're actually end up so being kind of compatible." And there's a little bit of chemistry there. And so on the night before the event, the place, the room, it's all set up. The decorations are all there. They have the lights and everything. And then she, she says, he says to her, like, I wish, I wish you could be my plus one. 
Ooh. That's kind of like the line. And then that's where they, she like goes and she plays like some slow. What's a good like dancing to Christmas song? That All they I want play? for Christmas is your How am I supposed to live without you? They can't afford the rights to that. Yeah, that's true. It would the Mariah Carey version. It would have to be something. Yeah, not the Mariah Carey version. A merry little Christmas. Lou Rawls. Something like that. Let your heart be light. Well, no, they couldn't get the Lou Rawls version. Maybe something in the. Is there anything that's in the public domain that would work? Have a holly jolly Christmas. Have a holly jolly. No, Burl Ives. Ugh. Mm. Well, it doesn't really matter. That's too fast anyway. They, they need something to slow dance to. Uh. Like the Christmas shoes, maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, well, it is Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. And they're in the mall where you can buy shoes. Wow. <laughs> and, then, and then you find out how the boy's mother passed away. No. No, because she's no. not dead. Wait, she no, just I, left I, 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 I never there was said a single she was, parent. I just yeah. said that she was oh, out yeah, of the picture. I never said she, she, she fucking was dead. walked. And actually, it really doesn't matter. She could be dead. It's, it's really not relevant to the plot why she's not <laughs> well, in the picture. Well, if you use the Christmas shoes as what, a song, he what, could really matters, to it. Yeah. what really matters is that he's a single dad. No, she cannot be dead. He has to be a guy with his heart broken. Oh, yeah, he has to have a tragic story. She left him for the tooth fairy. For the mall Santa. Well, no, he has to be—he has to be a guy that had his heart broken. You know, he has this kid, and then she walked anyway. Yeah, and so yeah, and Christmas has to be a difficult time for them yes. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love that. to celebrate the anniversary when Lenore left me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that scene in the mall, uh, in the mall banquet hall, because you know how all malls have banquet halls. Yeah, in this, but this mall that sure. I made up. It does have like a venue where the you mall can have hall. events. But anyway, that's that's was mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so I'm going to spend the rest of the episode thinking about what song would be the appropriate. Okay. Well, if you come okay. up with it. If you come up with it, let us know. Just butt in with just it. But in the meantime, yeah. in the meantime, these two are, are dancing to, to whatever song that is <laughs> uh, with the lights and everything that are, you know, dimmed lights and all that shit. And it's, that's because that's the moment where they're like, you know, hey, this is this is going to happen. You know, these these two people getting together. This is this is something. So after that, they sit down. They they have it. They talk. You know. They they start to get. Uh, you know. They they move on from like casual conversation to, to getting coffee to to, to getting to know <laughs> each other. from getting scotch to getting coffee <laughs> <laughs> to getting to know each other. And then she learns about why the wife isn't in the picture, or the mother of the the kid. She learns about that, and she also learns about why the guy isn't really a fan of Christmas. And why he isn't a fan of Santa Claus? Because he's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. There are no Jews. Oh, there are no, no Jews, Jews in the Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. There are no Jews. The rules. <laughs> Stick within the rules of the Hallmark <laughs> Channel, Mikey. Oh, I mean, you got to go and get the tree and then all the gifts. And, you know, we had eight gifts. Eight Life gifts of a when I was a child. <laughs> all I got when I was a kid was a dreidel. <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> gift. A pair of socks. <laughs> Tongue depressor. They give you a pair of socks and a toothbrush. That's all you get for Christmas. My uncle was a doctor. <laughs> a bar of soap and some dental floss. That's what we got. No, but he's not Something Jewish. Something useful, you know? <laughs> but he's not Jewish. He 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 is American. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That is... Oh, that's... Jesus Christ, damn it, Jeff! Uh, you almost let me spit out beer! Even I was offended by that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, where was I? Uh, we're getting canceled. So he's not Jewish. So they're having their little serious talk, and he learns that, you know, she learns that why Christmas is a difficult time of year for him. But he's still trying, you know, he, he doesn't want the same thing to happen to his little boy. 
know, he's still trying to have good Christmas and everything. He got the tree and the lights in his apartment. So for the sake of his apartment. for the sake of his son, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle, but he's going through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. Because he wants this. to be. He's a good guy. You know, he yeah, wants to yeah. be a good deep dad. down, deep down. You know, he's good, not an ass. Good Christmas for his child, because you know what, his father. Didn't his father did, did not did not have a did not have a good Christmas for him. His father made was why uh, Christmas is a difficult time because his father was kind of a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was sort of that like come and go type guy. And Plot twist: His father was, is the same. He he, he he drank a lot. Nah. You know, <laughs> well, do pull, Hallmark pull movies address like? Wife. Do Hallmark movies actually have like a, a boozy uh, philanderers? Well, this one does. This one can because it, it, it falls within the parameters. Does of, it fall within the rules of the Hallmark movie? Yeah, but I think so. But it's, but it's, it's the, the white Because Santa. usually I was thinking that like if it's a Hallmark movie, his dad was always working. He was always mm. away on business during Christmas. No, and this one, he was just kind of a piece of shit. Okay? All right. All right. But, but the guy, he still wants to have like a good, good Christmas for his son. Because he never like, had so, one. So the, the event happens, you know, the next, the next day, mm-hmm. the next night. It happens. As it does. Everything goes well. It they're, is a they're, rousing success. Yeah, they're, they're having some exchanges. The party planner and the guy, like, oh, I wish you, could, you didn't have to do this because then we could be, you know. Yeah, but they're also kind of like, hey, spend time hey together isn't and, this great? <laughs> and then there's like some secretary this who's This is the place she, to be. <laughs> she asks the executive guy to dance and he's like, no, I'm not dancing with you. I, you know. Yeah, and that, that kind of shit. I have a son and a shitty childhood. I can't dance with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he has his heart on the, the woman now. Ah, you know? the, okay. the party planner lady. He might get coffee later. But she's also like, you know, she's she's bouncing around, you know, getting things done during this, this gala. <laughs> well, yeah, she has the headset on with the microphone mm-hmm. on it and the yeah. clipboard. And, oh, or, well, I guess so an it, iPad of course, is a new and, clipboard. And of course, like, he's watching her. He's like, yeah, man, she's, she's really good. She's, you know, he's impressed with this. The event happens. Everything goes according to plan. And and the guy is like you know the bosses are like you did a great job with this you know the you know uh, well, the J- bosses J K Robertson of of Gen Corp. <laughs> he's the you CEO. You did a great job with our event. And he's like this party went off without a hitch. <laughs> but uh, I got over hundred men. One hundred fifty people had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> the party's at a branch library. <laughs> oh God! I, God! I hope someone who's listening has seen the uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand episode of uh, Time Chasers. <laughs> Which but, is highly specific, <laughs> but this is where half of our references are coming from. Yeah, there's some references in there. Uh, yeah, so the party goes good. Um, Those nerds have probably seen it. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So think you know things are are going good between this the party planner and the executive too. You know things are going well. Well, yeah, because and, they're both happy that this event is going on with a yeah. with a rousing success, and they're both kind of like, "Hey, isn't this great?" And they decide that uh, you know Christmas is coming up. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wild? Wouldn't it be wonderful if she spent Christmas Eve at his house, saucy, and and, and they got to you know wake up on Christmas morning together. She would spend the night there. Ooh, you have to tiptoe around that very carefully for the Hallmark Channel. Well, you know, you might do the thing like, "Hey, I'll I'll stay on the couch and you can have the bed." I think you can you know? get away with it if you have the misdirection of having the child make a Christmas wish that all he wants <laughs> is on on Christmas morning to have a family to wake up and open. I think you can get away, with it. Mikey. This is why you're here. I, I don't think know. You can get away with it. I don't know uh, because the, the real. I mean, the main thing here is between the man and the woman. That's what these movies, you know. The love story is central. The kid, no one gives a shit. The kid. <laughs> I mean, the it is true. Kid. No one gives a shit about the kid. He's just a plot driver. They That's just the only reason see, he's there. They, they just want to know what happens between these two. Okay. 
So yeah, we dance around it. She, okay, here's how, here's, she says she wants to stay over on. She is the one who says she wants no, to stay over on Christmas no. Eve. Right. Here's what here's what happens. He suggests that she comes over on Christmas Eve, and then she comes over on Christmas morning, and then she's like, "Oh well, maybe I could just uh, you know why make two trips?" Mm. Kind of. Uh, no, I like my version better. You don't have because they can do that thing. <laughs> like I don't, you know, they both do that. Like, look, we don't want. We, let's let's slow things down. We don't want things to move too fast. And they both agree. And she's and they, he says, "Look, I'll I'll stay on the couch, and you can have the bed." This is a horror movie. Things have to move as fast as possible. Hate each other, marriage. That's how it works. All right, fine. Uh, does she have to stay over? She could come back the next morning. Then, then fine. Then she stays over. They they sleep in the same bed. They fuck. The kid hears it. <laughs> He's a little bit, you know, traumatized. That's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? That's the sequel: is the child yeah. having I'm, having a traumatizing Christmas and uh, what I'm saying his is the way the that you take it because she needs the she yeah. needs to be the uh, like uh, you know I I don't have time for a relationship type. Girl, she's, not anymore. She's gonna be that. She's gonna be no, that. No, not anymore. Once this party's a success, then... right? But she has other jobs after that. She, she can't just promotion. do one party and this call it quits. This is a Hallmark movie. She does not have other jobs. So she... It doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> she takes the next two months off to find the only, herself. The only thing that matters in this Hallmark movie is that this particular item gets off no, and it no, does. No, no, no. And so you're, once you're, that you're is, missing, then she's relaxed. It's not. It's not about whether or not she has. It's. It's part of the character. The character is the busy career woman who doesn't have time for a relationship. <laughs> up until this GenCore party gets no, off without a hitch. No, not up until the GenCore party. Just, just in general, that's her character. She's already been softened up. That's so, what the "Have Yourself Merry Little Christmas" dance is for. All right, who's that, who, who's the one who made up the movie? <laughs> well, I who's directing? We, me. I think we need to figure out how this is going to end. Are they going? Are they going to open a cidery in upstate Vermont or not? No, <laughs> if they're not, that's no. been done. Because this takes yes, place. It's already been done. This takes I mean, place in the big city, man. This is New York City. So she still has whatever, to continue whatever being place in. they use as a stand-in for New York yeah. City, but they say it's Las New York Vegas, City. Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, maybe. But uh, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minneapolis. <laughs> that could work. That could work. But no more arguments. Okay. No more arguments. She stays over. On Christmas Eve, whatever arrangements they come up with to not be too serious or whatever, they happen. Now, in the meantime, she knows that this guy has always had shitty Christmases. Okay. Uh, because his father was always, you know, being a piece of shit and never did anything for Christmas. And his mm -hmm. mother was always struggling because of that. And it was, you know, hard for them. They grew up poor and blah, 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 whatever. We had a bad childhood. And so... She wants to do something nice for him and his son. So what she does is she employs the help <laughs> employs of the mall the Santa Claus. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got a little bow on this package here, I think. Yeah, so she employs the help of the mall Santa Claus to show up on Christmas morning and bring him one of the, a gift. Well, he brings gift, like gifts for the kids. An Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. It's not an Oscar Mayer weenie <laughs> whistle, stupid. <laughs> Yeah, maybe stunk. Yeah, it's like yes, Rock'em Sock'em. Or maybe it's a Stretch Armstrong doll. Like, he wanted one when he yeah. was a kid, and his dad never got it for him. But his dad, like, you know, that was the least of the problems with his father was, was that he didn't get the Stretch Armstrong doll. Yeah. It was much worse that he was going and, like, banging other broads and, you know, getting into all kind of... No, it's a Hallmark movie. He was away things. on. He was always away on business. No, John, you know, these movies aren't what you think. Have you seen these movies? How many have you seen? From front to back? Yeah. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you know what the hell I'm you're talking man, about. God damn it. Now, 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 I went to the Hallmark Festival. They, they had a Hallmark event, actually, in this very town. 
that I got dragged to. Yeah. Uh, so I know, I think I know a thing or two about how these movies go down. Uh, anyway, Christmas morning. We're going to have to replace Lawrence. Santa Gordon. Claus shows up. <laughs> Before he hands up the gifts, there's the guy, and, he, and he's kind of like, he's very quiet mm. when Santa Claus shows up. What happens is, it turns out that this Santa Claus is his father. That's right. I s- <laughs> because he is estranged from his father. He hasn't spoken to his father in 20 years. Uh, I predicted this plot twist 20 minutes ago. Uh, why didn't you say something? I oh, did. I mean, in, 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 in all defense, it's pretty much all Hallmark yeah. movies. But Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear you. Coming, I didn't hear I didn't you. See it coming. But yeah, the Santa Claus is the guy's estranged father. Oh. So it's kind of like, you know, tense at first. Then the Santa Claus explains how he cleaned up his act and he's been, you know, sober for 20 years and blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of, you know, they get back to, you know, father-son relationship and all that shit and everything's fine and they're all happy. And the movie closes with the... Have a holy jolly Christmas. <laughs> with the Santa Claus father picking up the, uh, the, the, the mm-hmm. grandson that he is meeting for the first time. Yeah, it's his grandson. Mm-hmm. And cue Burl Lives. Credits. Sir, I want to buy these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Credits. I think I think you got some work to do. Why? Because it doesn't meet your not never seen a Hallmark movie standards. <laughs> I've seen some of these movies. Yes, so I know what I'm talking That's exactly about. Why. You know what? I'll run them by. My, I'll run this whole movie by my wife. All right, and then uh, we'll have her on. <laughs> Just play back this portion of the thing for her. That way, you won't have to tell the story over again. <laughs> Maybe, might but, just be easier. But I'll run the whole thing. I'll run the whole thing by my wife, who has seen all of them, thousands of these movies. She, yeah, they just all, keep making them. All they the just movies. don't stop. <laughs> the ones with Danica McKellar. She's seen all of them. Danica McKellar? Yeah, she's in some of these movies. Really? Yeah, she's wow. she's like a. Uh, Does she show her boobs? Okay, you know, you, you pretend <laughs> yeah. to be an expert. You pretend to be an expert on Hallmark movies, and you ask if someone shows their tits. <laughs> I thought we said we we stayed away from massage. This is how I know you don't know what you're talking about, because this is you know basic cable. No, no, we embrace misogyny. We stay away from racism. Oh, it's racism. We stay away from. Right. I gotta define the boundaries here. Yeah, there was that Jew comment I made. (laughs) But aside from that, (laughs) what's that Jew comment? Do you uh, want one <laughs> anti-Semitic comment on the show? Uh, this is the time where Jeff, uh, do you want to uh, uh, give your public apology? <laughs> <laughs> what am I apologizing for? Uh, give, give the half-assed public apology for your Jew comment. Hey, he's not running for public office. It's all right. Uh, I'm sorry if I. Uh, if you, you know, Jeff, Jeff has a. So Jeff <clears throat> looks like so many actors. Every time I look at him, I feel like I see a different actor. And you do have a little bit of Mel Gibson in you. Mel Gibson, <laughs> yeah, just a touch. No, the, mo- the one he gets touch. most is Paul Rudd, I think. And, and the, Paul Rudd is the, yeah, be- is the Paul best. Paul Rudd is yeah. the most accurate. So if you want to p- picture what Jeff looks like, listeners, just go look at Paul Rudd. And, uh, and you kind of got it. Why are we talking about this? Because Mike brought it I up. I was about to do my Jew apology. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 Mr. Jeff, uh, uh, your, your comments have been, uh, uh, have been offensive. Uh, what's your response? Um, I, uh, I regret... The comments made uh, ten minutes ago, <laughs> and I uh, will work to uh, uh, tie, tie the the ties of the bonds to the, the Jewish, bind. the bind, the Jewish community, 
and uh, work work towards things of Jews and um, better stuff. Yeah. The comments is, do not the, reflect that, the totality of my <laughs> understanding of the plight of the Jewish community. Uh, the comments made Stay on script, and were made a bad, bad about Jews and Jewish community. That is all. Okay, this I, guy's I think, going I, on I think just made it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're out of that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so one thing I wanted to What's talk next? <laughs> but wait, we don't there's do transitional more. material. Oh, we gave that up a long time ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> pain in the ass and it doesn't work. So one thing that I want to talk about happened about a week ago. And it was a... Uh, a you co- got your first period? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see the maxi pad? I'll show it to you. <laughs> yes, I do want to see it. It involves an 18-year-old broad. Broad. Mm. Who was running a comedy night yeah. at a club in Boston. <laughs> And then she shut down the comedy night because she didn't like the performances of the people who were telling jokes. Yeah, I heard about this. Did you? Yeah, I did. It's been in the news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I heard about it. Hear about, hear about this? Hear about this? Yeah, I, I yeah. heard about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. She invited a bunch of comics that uh, tend to be a little bit, uh, you know, they can have some offensive material. And like then she show. got mad when they had offensive material. Because, uh, she was clearly doing it for the sole purpose of getting pissed off and kicking them out and acting like a hero, which is exactly what she did. Well, I mean, th- that is one way to look at it. The only other way to look at it is she didn't do her homework as far as who she invited to come to this club. But either way. Any names? No, the, the whole this, this whole series of events leads me to believe that it was entirely intentional. Okay. She did. I want to hear this take. Because she invited a bunch of people to a comedy show. Mm-hmm. She decided that these people were too offensive toward women... Uh, because they were making comments, that, you know, saying things she didn't like. She kicks them all out. She says, show's over. Leave. And then she goes on Twitter and or whatever and says, like, I'm a hero because I kicked all these people out of my show. Well, I, I have the actual twit or tweet uh, in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this one, you know, made herself known by this, I'm going to say the name on the podcast. We only have, like, what, 200 listeners? Yeah, just go ahead and say yeah, it. Just Courtney that. Pong. Pong. As in ping. Pong. <laughs> As in the Atari wow. game, Pong. So she was an MIT student is what you're saying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, who's offensive now? But um, You're all good at math. Yeah. <laughs> Biasters. But anyhow, she's the uh, the manager of this comedy place. And uh, so they have this uh, this comedy, you know, night. Uh, so a bunch of comedians, and they're, and they're all telling, apparently... Uh, misogynistic, Asian women jokes. <laughs> misogynistic jokes. And uh, let's see. <laughs> He's reading the tweet They here. were all telling misogynistic jokes. Appar- Appar- apparently, Every yeah. single then one of them went up and planned. was just like, so women were fucking assholes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so tits. Am I it right? It strikes me as surprising that every single comic... Whatever it was, like uh, every comic that went up. And here's the thing. There were only four. This many. Mm-hmm. Four. Four. Paying customers that night. There were four. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hear that part. No, you didn't I hear jokes to more people at the Elks Club. <laughs> <laughs> there were four people at the show, four paying customers. Everybody else was either waiting to go on or friends of people waiting to go on. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's her tweet. Tonight, 
I shut down a string of misogynistic stand-up comics. As in, I walked on stage in the middle of one of them talking, addressed the audience, offered a full refund, told them it would not be tolerated here. Oh, she really shout out for I'm that not done refund. Yet. For four people. <laughs> for four people. <laughs> told them it would not be tolerated here and pulled the show and its comics from our theater immediately. Lights on, go home. I have never felt more alive than right now. <laughs> and then she, oh, hand, and then she oh handed him God. a twenty dollar bill and said, "Make change amongst yourselves." <laughs> <laughs> I know the cover charge was fifteen dollars, but still, you know, she lost me with the last line. Yeah. I actually would have been it. I, I'd have been. She should have okay been sad about it. it, right? I'd have been like, ah, oh, you know, it's a little, it's a little over the no, top. But not, the last well, line, when you listen to like other comedians' yeah, takes on work. it. It's it's well uh, even if it wasn't even if it wasn't it's still that whole thing of uh, comedians policing other comedians well people who call themselves comedians policing other comedians right and telling them that, that you're what you're saying is not okay you can't say things like that you can't you can't be on my show yeah and and that's the thing I don't understand like okay it's her club or she's the manager I don't know mm -hmm. if she owns it or she she's eighteen I doubt she owns it. Uh, she might have rich parents. You don't know. But she's she but lives none, in Boston, so. <laughs> but she is in charge, enough to clear the room. What, was she actually the manager of the club, or did she was she just the one who put the show together? I think probably both. Yeah. Actually, I didn't see that's where I wasn't sure. Um, but nonetheless, uh, when it comes to stand up, I, I I mean, it seems like the whole idea of uh, artistic license has been abandoned, and that's what I have a problem with. And when it comes to comedians policing other comedians, it's the Jerry Seinfeld uh, approach. Yeah, kind of. Because yeah, this, this, I can't remember what he, he got. He got called out for something, and this was kind of his uh, his take on it too. But it's, uh, you, go ahead. <laughs> um, I just wanted to feel like I was contributing. What did he get called out for? What was his? I just just edgy material. He doesn't and, do edgy material. I know, right? But it just just the 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 generational. You know, PC, he especially his like airline PC peanuts. Yeah, well, especially it's... his newer, his newer stuff, because he did the same jokes for like thirty years, and then he tried to have newer material, and it was like, oh, have you seen this Tinder? You know, shit like that, and it just was a bad. <laughs> he's he's pretty good in comedians and cars getting coffee. I yeah, think. he it's is. actually kind of yeah, he's good guy. at talking to people. He's just a funny guy, you know. Yeah, he's just a beer in general, yeah. but. But then there's like, and with know, Larry David, which he tries to write that material. Hurt, yeah. He had really good, you know, stuff that he used for a, way too long. Yeah, well, yeah, he held <laughs> on. He tried he to and when he tried to come up with some new stuff, it, it didn't uh, work out so well. But here's the thing that I wanted to get at as we get a little bit off topic here is the, is the fact that she went to Twitter to tell everybody how great she is. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's never felt more alive. I like that. That's what kills me. Like, really, that she takes pleasure out of shutting something down. You know, she create. I mean, she's responsible for this room. Where four people show up to hear some jokes, yeah, and she puts the brakes on it because she doesn't like the jokes. Yeah, that's that's what leads me to believe that this was her plan all along. And I think that I think that thought is valid. Yeah, and I think the yeah. other comics were probably in on it. Well, plus, I mean, between a bunch if of all four so, of them did misogynistic. That, yeah, exactly. I can that's, see that. That's yeah. where I, that's what I don't understand. How, so, staged. how many comics did she invite to it? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. But what I what I can't believe is that there was that much enough to account for a string that, that she had to uh, shut the whole thing down because be at least three. all they were doing was uh, jokes that Andrew were Dice offensive. Play material. Yeah, jokes that were offensive to women. And so this whole thing is suspect. It's very very yeah. suspect. It is. Yeah. 
and and the amount of grandstanding, even even if let's just say this whole thing happened organically, even the amount of grandstanding that takes place, to me doesn't seem like this this person should not be trusted. No, oh, I wouldn't trust her. No, I don't. Well, she's eighteen years old, and <laughs> yeah. she she understands like the whole social media thing where you can go and pretend that you're whoever you want to be. So she goes and pretends she's the hero, the woke the woke hero that that stopped the the bad things from happening, people from saying bad things. Because what's worse than saying something bad? Yeah, Not she's baby face. <laughs> All four of those guests yeah, were so morbidly exactly. offended. The worst thing you can do is say something. But the that's idea not that nice. you're speaking on behalf of everybody else, though, that too. Oh, that's that's yeah. A, yeah don't don't worry, hard. guys. I I stopped them from saying uh, the mean things. I the, saved you from hearing exactly. this stuff. Yeah, the narcissism that's bred by social media. That's that's just a different. <laughs> no, Twitter is the worst thing that's <laughs> yeah, ever that's happened. A different story. <laughs> I protected all four of the people in attendance from the uh, the bad speech. Because one thing that she had said in uh, subsequent interviews was that no woman would want to be in that room. Then they, then they would have left. Yeah. They would have left. Yeah, I, I've been <laughs> right. in comedy shows where people have Plenty got up people and left. Plenty of people can walk yeah. out. Because yeah. yes. you can leave. Turns you're out you're allowed to do that. that. No yeah. one's forcing they even, you to most, hear anything. Most of the time, they'll even offer you a refund. Yeah, they will. Yeah. If, they will. <laughs> if you get pissed seen, off. I've seen people walk out of shows and get a refund, no problem. Yeah, yeah. if you get pissed off, then you say, hey, I don't like this. That's because you weren't funny. But if you get offended by something and then you say, hey, I don't like this, I want my money back. No, no, I'm not funny. They'll throw things They'll probably give it to you. Yeah, they're not going to give you like the money for your drinks or your food or whatever but i think what we're also witnessing is like a de-evolution of what performance actually is is because audience members now or at least i mean i mean in her situation she was a club manager well, so she's allowed to do what she wants well, this is an old argument you know the the entitled audience member right the the audience yeah, member who's yeah. entitled to not hear anything that they don't appreciate and then they can leave. And it's always and it's always the uh, my thing. So I get offended by my thing, and if I get offended by if I hear my thing that bothers me, then that's not okay. Yeah. So you can say a bunch of shit. You can say stuff about the Jews or the blacks or whatever. You know. <laughs> but we if do you, on if you hit on uh, my thing. Then I'm gonna, yay! You're that's terrible. Don't Why you would talk you talk about you know, lower middle class so white working exactly, people? <laughs> exactly. So I'll laugh about all these different jokes. But then when you hit on my thing, I'm going to, hey, this isn't okay. Yeah. Oh, no, just wait a goddamn minute now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of what this is. Is it this, this girl who probably planned to do this all along anyway. It's possible, yeah. Is that she probably heard a bunch of offensive material, but then once she heard the, uh, the women's stuff, she just said, hey, now that's, that's not okay. I can see it. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the. I think I'm in the camp that this was all staged, though. Yeah, like that, I said, that, yeah that exactly. I think, I think, I think, I think, and I think yeah. you're right. But let's pretending that it wasn't yeah. staged. Yeah. That's that's the other, the yeah. other scenario that would have happened is that it hit her thing that she yeah. doesn't like. But, that, you know, it's, but, it's that, a... but the last line is indicative, though. That that that's what kind of shows who she really is. Yeah, because it, it can be a PR. Because thing. she takes yeah. joy out of it. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. it, it, like, like if being... you care about comedy, if you care about artistic license, and if you care about people coming on stage and being able to come on stage and do their thing, your attitude, even if your behavior was the same, your attitude really should have been, I didn't want to do this, but I thought mm -hmm. it was necessary. Yeah. But no, yeah. I took joy out of doing this. Well, you know yeah. what? The, the, the market is going to react. 
the the market of comedians or whatever it is. The market has already spoken. Is, well, yeah, yeah, yeah that, there's that part of it. But guess what? Yeah. And guess what? But even still, aside from that, the next time that she tries to have some kind of event, it's not going to go well. No one's going to want to show up because they're going to say, "Why would I go to this thing if she's You're just going to shut, shut down the, anyway. the damn thing yeah. down yeah. and and kick everybody out?" Well, and that's I think what I was getting at is that I could understand doing it if you're a manager of a club because the whole, the whole PC culture is becoming. Pro- I mean that 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 is what it's people problematic. Want. Is yeah, what it is, well, it is it's problematic. problematic. <laughs> but especially in a liberal place like, like an ironic use of the word problematic. Please. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have people that that's what they want to see. They want to see PC yeah. comedy. Yeah, and they so want to see the nice, see the nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can see yeah, it being strictly being just nice. to be like, no, we're there's not gonna only, stand for that. There's but... only been a handful of safe comedians. Eh, yeah, Bill Cosby was one of them. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's not safe well, anymore. Well, no, I wouldn't say. <laughs> well, you know what I mean in terms yeah, of in terms of content, but. I mean, I would argue John Mulaney might be somebody who kind of falls into that category. Yeah, John yeah, Mulaney John, does. John Mulaney's pretty safe, too. Uh, there's John Mulaney. Brian Regan is one of them. Jim there's Gaffigan people... is generally pretty... Uh, Jim, uh, Actually, Jim Gaffigan is... is he? I know he's he's talked in, in uh, like... I've heard him on, like, podcasts and stuff like that, where he, he talks... He's he's against the whole PC thing, too. He wants people to be able to say what they feel like saying. Right, but, these are, but, but his, even but these, his even, material when he, is his show... The folks that we're talking about, though... Uh, as far as like safe comedy, it's not their goal to be safe. Mm-hmm. It's just who they are. Yeah, they're yeah. just yeah. funny it's, by it's doing just, it. Yeah. It's who they are. It's just how it's just how they develop their act, yeah. and they don't believe in putting the muzzle on anybody. And this is something that we that we've talked about where with Timmy in the room. Hi, Timmy. <laughs> is, we love you, Timmy. Hi, Tim. I is, miss you. Is we talk about this, and 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 Timmy, I love you, but sometimes I think in the past you have always believed that. Putting the muzzle on somebody was wrong, but now you're willing to. You've changed, man. <laughs> well, Je- Jeff made a point about how this is an age-old argument. I think this is becoming an age-old argument now. Is is is, and it's why people get pissed off at liberals. Yeah, because you want to you want to be PC. You don't want to offend everybody. Needs to have their fair say. But when somebody says something you don't like, then well, but not that you can't say that. Yeah, right. Because like you said, it's it's mm-hmm. like Jeff said, it's not. It's when it starts to it's, hit too close to home thing. to you. And this actually happened. Yeah. Th- so this happened to me on on Reddit. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna miss the store. I'm gonna pee. I actually have to pee too. Can we can we take a short <laughs> potty break? Short, yeah, short potty break. break. Pause, and yeah. then I'll get into my story about, about what about happened Reddit. to me on Reddit. We'll be right back after this. After this. The Unpaid, the Unpaid Programming, Programming Podcast, Podcast is brought to you by Parts, Parts Unknown, Unknown, written and performed by the Unpaid Programming Podcast. And we're back from that. Uh, Jeff, you wanted to tell your Reddit story? Yes, and this will be uh, fairly brief, but it, it hits on what we Too were just... Too late! Too late. Too late. But it hits on what we were just <laughs> talking about, the, the my thing that I get uh, offended by. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there was something said, uh, you know, because I go on Reddit, I make comments and try to make jokes and whatever sometimes they don't go over well most of the time they do a lot okay. of the time you get gold a lot i get gold i i'm up to like 17 or something no. wow that's dynamite uh, yeah but uh <laughs> but anyway uh someone got pissed off about a joke i made a i don't remember what the whole thing was but it was about the vietnam war and i made some joke and then some guy comes and says like oh you can't joke about that because these people they wouldn't fly i was in the NAM. i don't even think he was in there <laughs> <laughs> but this was just his yeah, thing that he cares about was the he uh, was just stationed at fort bragg uh, yeah. in texas during <laughs> yeah, the NAM. yeah probably or, or a few years after it was a vietnam era veteran <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> a vietnam era veteran but but he got pissed off and you know, settle that shit. And I said, "Look, this this is you know, the gist 
was I said this is just your thing that you get mad at. You, you've probably laughed at a hundred, you know, a thousand different offensive jokes that people have made, and because this is your thing that you care about, that's the only reason you're mad. And then he kept coming back and saying like, "Well, well, you can't say stuff like that." Blah blah blah, and. He basically admitted that yes, that was his one thing, <laughs> was and his and thing. and I so wanted to say like you probably laughed at specifically dead baby jokes. That's what I had in my head was <laughs> this guy probably laughs at dead baby jokes. And what does he say? Well, yeah, I mean I've made plenty of dead baby jokes. <laughs> and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, a lot of people have experienced a lot of pain because of miscarriages or blah, 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 whatever. You shouldn't laugh at that. But you do. <laughs> Just like people laugh at jokes made about the Vietnam War or whatever. But this, but that's your thing, so that's why you're mad. And I don't know. We don't if he got actually the point. hate Vietnam veterans. Yeah. We respect you. He did. He <laughs> did one of those things where, like, he he'll make his comment and say, like, and that's it. I'm out. I'm out of this. So then I, but <laughs> because I still he has responded. an indefensible position, probably. I, I was actually he realized like, he had lost. I was sitting in a Lowe's parking lot, <laughs> <laughs> responding to this guy. <laughs> so I think what it comes down to. And this comes from uh, an appearance that former President George W. Bush had on David Letterman. Now, Letterman used to have a segment called Great Moments in Presidential Speeches, mm -hmm. which was at any time that George W. Bush had said something foolish out of context. Frequently. That, yeah, which, which was frequent. Yeah. <laughs> and fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool, fool me. Uh, Can't get fooled won't, again. Won't get fooled again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah! Like, <laughs> yeah, something like... <laughs> <laughs> but exactly, so he went on Letterman's show anyway because Letterman made a goof out of him nightly. Mm -hmm. Nightly. And Letterman asked him, so what do you think about what I'm doing? And the first thing George W. Bush said, and I think there's a lot of wisdom in this, is, well, you have to laugh at yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the, that's the first rule. When it really comes down to it, people love like George W. Bush. His popularity has grown oh, exponentially, exponentially. Since, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you, I think you can say not to. I know our, politics. Our isn't current this, boob uh, in chief. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the segment, but I think you see the yeah. you see the app the binary of that right now, where somebody who you literally can't say anything about the man and he gets fucking offended, right? <laughs> like, like, oh, you're comb over. Like, how dare you? You could say anything you want about me, except that I'm not rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trump's not one to laugh at himself. No. He's uh, a only under very specific circumstances. There's only like a, a handful of people that he allowed to knock him around. He allowed Howard Stern to knock him around. He allowed David Lerman to lock, you know, New York guys. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 would, he would take the bumps from them. Uh, to borrow a Lawrence term. He would take jokes from guys like Stern and Letterman, but not many other people. Yeah. When uh, he did his Comedy Central roast, he just sat there. I'm just sure that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. He told them not to make jokes about how rich he was and that. He said, the hair is fine. You can make any joke you want about that. But just don't make a joke about that I'm not rich. <laughs> as I say I am. And, he, and they did it. So he just sat there and took it. But he never laughed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I've heard other people you know, uh, talk about people who have been around him. Yeah. Even before, you know, before he was president. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't laugh at things. Well, I don't what, see what, what I, a sad I, existence. Like he, he, that is a sad he, existence. He will do like a, huh. 
He'll do like a fake laugh. Like I a, don't see. Like, I understand why that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I and that's don't as far as see you... that guy extracting much joy, and I mean joy as like a, a spontaneous, genuine yeah. feeling. Happiness and joy are two different things. Happiness is kind of like a him... general sense. <laughs> joy, joy is a moment. Either. You know, I don't see him having much joy. And the only time I, since he's become president anyway, and I hadn't paid much attention to him before that because I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, the fellow didn't interest me, is that the only time I ever saw him express joy, it was exactly for about a half a second. It was during the inaugural parade, and a marching band came by performing Louie Louie. <laughs> I, have se- I think I've seen this, actually, yeah. <laughs> and it seemed like for that moment, he enjoyed it. And that was the only time. He did a, uh, a campaign stop where I think I saw him express real joy when he got behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And he is, about, yeah. he is holding the steering wheel. He looks like he's yelling at Travis. He looks like he's having a great time. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like a kid in a cardboard he was, box he playing was. pretend. Yeah. 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 With well, his little spaceship. Yeah. You know, moments of joy. Like, ugh. He was a kid. For that I don't point. trust someone that doesn't see them. But anyhow... Getting back to this whole front yard, uh, <laughs> your thing yeah. idea is that uh, this week uh, all four of us had watched a particular episode of the show South Park, <laughs> which has been known to tackle topical issues. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. They get a little edgy. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. Edgy. Just a little. Uh, I particularly loved it. Uh, this I, episode I was, great. was uh, about uh, transgender women in athletics. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. One great moment and one great goof that lasted the entire episode, which, which, judging by South Park's usual moves, I think we might see this character again. I hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope I so. Hope so yeah. I hope so, too. Was, I, I think the main argument was to address the idea of what is actually fair when yeah. it comes to transgendered yeah. women, specifically m- women who used to be men, entering women's competition. With such a delightful goof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that, so, there's the strong woman competition. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and one of the uh, com- competitors is Heather Swanson. <laughs> who has two weeks ago transitioned. <laughs> yes, who transitioned two weeks two ago. Weeks ago. <laughs> and is clearly a, a kind of a caricature of Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Freak out, freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to win the strong woman competition. Because I am the cream of the crop. <laughs> and it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was very funny. And it, but one of the things that it shows is, is him just beating the shit out of a woman. <laughs> right. As he was wont to do with the lovely Elizabeth. <laughs> but it was really uh. funny. And... Um, what, it, it also shows him standing on the first place podium with second, <laughs> yeah. second place. Second place being the, was the strong woman character that's been on yeah. South Park. Whose name is Strong Woman? Strong woman. Strong woman. Yeah. And then third place is just a completely just destroyed uh, woman. <laughs> the one with her face Randy is all Savage messed beat up. The shit up. Yeah. Right, because he beat the shit out of her. <laughs> and the point I think the episode was trying to make too was that this was not somebody who was transitioning for real. Right. right. This was and somebody who was transitioning for the sake of winning. Yeah. Right. And the point is that it has actually happened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That uh, has happened. It's happened in cycling mostly. Mm. It's also happened in uh, UFC, which was I think what they were actually getting. Like, yeah. What that, that, that was, was also kind of a parody of. of was the, there was a UFC match where a trans woman absolutely like almost killed. Yeah. 
a, mm-hmm. a woman fighter. Yes. Well, and the Russians used to do this in uh, in the eighties too. The the Soviet Union used to pump some of their female athletes up with male hormonal. Steroids. Yeah, but they started out life as female, they, so that's yeah, the difference. It's, it's, there there it's, is a big is difference, the difference there. Yeah. But 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 the, the thing is, they were just is cheating. That, they were just cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just cheating. <laughs> that was kind of like the question and the argument of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Was about situations like that where someone has a clear advantage to start out with. And then just backs into a JV team, I guess. Which is, I'm going to get some heat from this, I guess, <laughs> for saying that. But, well, it, but it, it, it's it, there is a truth to it, though. There is a truth to it because it, it has happened. In because when it comes to athletics, uh, women have a have a disadvantage against men, which is why they don't compete in the same leagues. If there has ever yeah. been a woman that has been good enough to play in NHL well, and, and that's what Major happened, League Baseball. That, uh, National Football League, that would have happened already. You know why? Because it would be, be a great... It, it would put a lot of asses in the seats. A big there thing have been now, women in NHL, but yeah. It, but, there's, I been, mean, there's been a few goalies, been, but yeah. only in preseason games or, token, or, or minor yeah. league games. And it's it's, yeah, it's kind of yeah. a gimmick. Yeah. A big thing now for pro wrestling is is intergender matches, and it, it used to not even be touched, but now with, it's a big gimmick You thing. mean with Andy Kaufman? <laughs> well, the, the trick with Andy Kaufman was he would always wrestle women who were bigger than him. <laughs> so I, I actually was the uh, I had the unpopular opinion I think on this the first time I watched the episode because I, I actually didn't like the episode the first time I watched it. Okay, and not so much that I was offended by any yeah. means because I'm well aware that that the creators of South Park are, are probably not offended by the average trans person and you know it didn't I bother doubt me it. at all. No, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think for one no, second. No, and that, that didn't that, give me that, that they had a problem with trans people, you know, trans persons in general. Yeah. I, I and that wasn't I, I didn't like it because, you uh, around that I wasn't a big fan because I felt like it was a little too blunt. And then I went back and watched it again, and I kind of realized, no, nah, that was kind of the point. Well, like, this is yeah, not supposed course, to be it, surgical. But it was it was very very blunt. Yeah. But I mean, and based compared to what has happened in real life, it it, it isn't. It's because yeah. because they they have had there was another thing where there was a trans woman uh, power lifter who, breaking all the records, break, yeah. who just destroyed every record. <laughs> And the fact is, is that, that some of the, the, these things happen where they just want to do well. They're not doing so well in the men's competitions, so they say, "Hey, I'll just say I'm a woman and go get this shit and, out of and go and just bump over to the other division." You know exactly. And and that was the question that the that that they were tackling, along with they kind of uh, juxtaposed the episode with the board game club. Right. Yeah. Where and, Cartman was complaining, <laughs> and and Cartman's always yeah. used as the boob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Where. So a couple of girls joined the board game club, which was all all boys, and Carmen starts complaining because they read the rules and <laughs> develop yeah, strategies. They, they read the rules and develop strategies, <laughs> and they end up just and they just destroy destroying the boys, the boys yeah. in the board games. In a, in a board game that would stereotypically be considered a male game, yeah, Dungeons and right. Dragons. Well, right. actually, right. all of them were stereotypically male right, games, right, but yeah. like, but what you say is the 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 joy that the girls have about like you know de- just developing yeah. characters and mm-hmm. reading the rules and you know just playing the game the way it's supposed to be played within the rules. Yeah. And that was the big argument of the episode is like, you know, this situation to the left is someone that's within the rules only because we make them up as we go along when it comes to trans folks yeah. competing in athletics because we don't know what to do. As opposed to the other side where we know exactly what to do. Here are the rules. 
anyone there's no advantage male or female and well the, the boys are getting their asses kicked yeah which not to give away the episode but it comes to a head uh, with both those universes colliding at some point but the one thing that i found unusual is that whenever i see a particularly great episode of television i usually go to the online mm. publication the av club mm -hmm. yes and, and and john uh sent us a link to yeah. the review the onion av club review of this episode, and I wish he hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish I never read that because it just it, it made me angry because it was written by a person who did not understand the episode at all. So I will say this to order, and I think it might have been written by a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> you, you might, you uh, might, it might have be been right. Because yeah. the way it was written, it wasn't written very well. Uh, the biggest offense, aside from all the things that I disagreed I with and, and the point that they, they missed, <laughs> was that this 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 is a, written by a girl who used the word cringy in a piece of writing. Cringy is not a word. You just have to hyphenate and make it cringe worthy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a much more powerful <laughs> adjective anyway. But even like <laughs> even still it's I think that still, what, that still would have that. bothered me because this is a word that like fourteen year olds use to describe things. What fucking fourteen year old cringe word that was cringe. Here's the, here's you cringe at your parents having sex when you're fourteen. <laughs> That's about it. What mm. I don't what I don't like about <laughs> the use of cringy or cringeworthy, since we're Right. Aside from that. That's that's the PC term here. It tells the reader how they're supposed to feel. Well, it, it, yeah. that's not what bothered me about it. What bothered yeah. me about it was she completely missed the entire point. Right, Can I, I just want to set this up a little bit. Is that whenever uh, I would read AV Club art, you know, reviews of, of specific episodes, usually they assign one writer for an entire season. So season 23 of South Park had a male writer reviewing the season up until this fucking episode. My question is, what the hell went on? Like, oh, no, we can't have a cisgendered white male review this. <laughs> you, 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 Let's get someone right. who's going to point out that cisgendered white males made the episode. You're probably right. From, from Canada. From uh, Canada? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Yeah, Christ. apparently there was an original... When the article originally uh, was uh, published, it said there were uh, two cisgendered white males from Canada, which are, of course, <laughs> Matt and Trey Parker, who are actually from Colorado. Which is the Canada of America. Uh, yeah. But still American. I've been to still South America. Park, Colorado. It's not that far off from the show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why the show is so funny. That's not the point. Is <laughs> there really this, is a cast of The, the point is that this girl is a fucking idiot. <laughs> and and the, the girl basically addressed the episode as a representation of their view of transgender issues right which is in general which was that they they without were... acknowledging that they are addressing transgendered male to female in athletics right because the whole... i got that immediately yeah and because, i'm just a guy right because there You're there was gendered white guy yeah oh, whoops <laughs> because the whole thing about, yeah the whole thing about heather swanson transitioning two weeks ago that happened like there was a transgender yeah. athlete who transitioned Two weeks ago, before she went and competed in a woman's sport against women. And, of course, crushed everyone. That actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that's that's what this idiot who wrote the, the article show, the, the didn't understand. The show's argument was narrow. Was that they weren't... They, yeah. She actually said, like, oh, they're, they're, this is what she saw. She saw uh, they are making fun of trans people. Yeah. Which is not what they not were doing. Not at all what they were not doing. Not at all. No. 
No, it was a, it was a very narrow argument about about transgender male to female in athletics, and at what point is it equitable or fair? Right, yeah. and then they also showed the, the the other side of it, which was that women can be good at stuff too. Women can beat men at things, and yeah. also whenever women. In cases where the playing field is level and women beat men at things, in the men's argument, sometimes is unfair, which is oh yeah, which yeah. which was demonstrated by the Cartman character, right? Which, which is what is always demonstrated by the Cartman character. But here's the problem that I did not like. This is this is the problem that I had with with, <laughs> with the she, article, and she missed that part too. Yeah, she missed that part <laughs> she, too. She completely missed. Yeah, that. I didn't even get that, that part. Of it. Yeah, is that sometimes men have stupid arguments? Yeah, right. And that was what Cartman was supposed to be. Cartman was supposed to be the bad argument. And she completely missed that. She took that as an actual argument that the writers of the show were making. Yeah, of all the characters. <laughs> yeah. of all it's the Cartman. Characters that, that... It's Cartman. Cartman is the asshole <laughs> yeah. of the show. He is the walking piece of If you're familiar with the show, that Cartman is always used as a device for something, for something stupid. Right. Right. He's, he is used as, as the device for bringing the bad argument. So if you are qualified enough to write a review of a show, you have to understand the dynamics of the show. If you're willfully ignoring the dynamics of the show and the rules that they've created and how they make their, their points, because this is a show that makes points, then you're not qualified to be writing this article. She's and not- here's the other problem that I have. Because towards the latter half of that review... Basically identifying Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the creators of South Park, as cisgendered white men of course. made the argument that they are not allowed oh, yeah. Yeah. to make that episode. No, but no, it wasn't even Or just to that. have an opinion. Yeah. She specifically said that they are not allowed to make that argument. She said that if they had had a uh, uh, intersex POC or whatever. POC? Make... <laughs> yes, POC. Person of color. Yeah. Uh, oh, I seriously it, could not figure out yeah, what that was. I was like, piece yeah. of crap. Like, what if the fuck? They had had a uh, <laughs> uh, intersex POC um, making this argument, then it, then it would be valid. But because it was a <laughs> cis, cisgendered white males making the argument, then that's. Now, let's point out that out this show is all cisgendered white males. True. Yeah. yeah. Even Timmy. Mostly, heter- mostly heterosexual well, white don't, uh, don't, yeah. don't tell man. Timmy that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, Tim Tim. Um, but the whole idea that because you are born who you are, you are not allowed to make arguments, mm-hmm. not allowed to have opinions about certain things, right. not allowed to talk about certain things. To me, that is... That's it's, a fucking problem. Even if it's you're on the same side yeah. as... It's because bullshit. we we had we yeah, had pro trans rights yeah, for God's sake. Exactly. I thought it was funny. People can do what they want. <laughs> right. So no, you can I do whatever you want. You like, have, a, you have a, a dick and balls, or you have a pussy. Do what you want. I don't particularly give a shit what's between your you legs. Walk around exactly. however you please. Exactly. You know that's not that's not the point here. But don't grow up with a dick and balls and testosterone and all that stuff, and then go and try and compete against a bunch of women because uh, you decided yesterday that you were a woman now. Because it's, it has happened, uh, it's happened kind yeah. of a lot. Yeah. And here's the other thing, is the whole idea of not being allowed to talk about certain things. Is we, we had an episode silly. of this show where we talked about Al Franken. Al Franken. Well, that was a while ago. Yeah. It was a while nah, ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. It's before my time. It was, so it any, was, any it, sins you committed, I'm, I'm absolved <laughs> of. It, it, wasn't much of a, it wasn't much of a sin. There it was, was more no like uh, we, we talked about the situation with Al Franken and, and everything that has come out since then. And we got a bit of a wag of the finger from the from where you're sitting. <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Where at the end of the discussion, it was, well, we're, we're four white guys. 
Yeah, which I don't know why white had anything to do with it. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, uh, hey, I'm part Native hey. American, so are you? Yeah. Are you one? one not, six, not Elizabeth Warren. One sixteenth <laughs> Cherokee Indian. <laughs> I've heard that one a lot. Yeah, Manakin Indian, actually. <laughs> you ever met my dad? You 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 see my dad? Haven't yeah, he's you? got a googly eye. Yeah, he does have yeah. a googly eye, but he's. <laughs> He, he got, looks like something. Because he got hit by an arrow. Uh, <laughs> no, it's genetic, unfortunately. So I'm uh, not looking forward to that day. But, <laughs> but you know, but my point is, you're not going to gain. You're not going to gain any ground no. in the overall conversation, because even if you're yelling at people that say you can be what you want, but some things are a bit over the top. Yeah. Yeah. But the 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 first half of that is you can be what you want exactly. and still say, well, you're not allowed to talk about that. You can be what you want, but if you are someone who you can... Uh, use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage of what you were. Use what you were to your advantage, then then you're kind of... Uh, yeah. you're, you're an asshole. Nobody, yeah. likes, nobody likes people who find loopholes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and exactly. Nobody likes cheaters either. <laughs> and this is, this, is, this is something where, from the feminist perspective, put the feminist hat on for a second, a little you know, pink vagina hat. Oh no, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter anymore. But yeah, you know, yeah, I was gonna say that's old news. At <laughs> yeah, this it's point. old news. Uh, Feminism, no, doesn't but matter you, anymore. You know, you you support the the women who work hard and, and are trying to make a living doing what they're doing, and and who are leveraging their natural abilities and hard work, and who are just yeah. getting shit on by a couple of dicks. No pun intended. Oh! <laughs> like, you know, it's just, uh, it doesn't matter. Trans, not trans. You're, you're, you're finding loopholes in, in the rules just to be think, an asshole. Yeah. I also think, too, just trans athletes, there, there are plenty of them who go through the therapy and stuff. They have the hormone replacement stuff, and, and, and it's they should be allowed, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're, not, they're not trying to go out there and... and, and, and Take the easy way well, out if they're competing yeah, after the but, the but there are certain yeah. things that you yeah. cannot change the, the, regardless. Yeah. The problem but is still, that, it, but even if if you grew up as a man, if you grew up having testosterone, like mainly going through puberty with testosterone in your body as a male, you're just going to be stronger. That's just the that's a scientific fact. Your bone density is different. Yeah, every every bone structure is different. Yeah, everything yeah. about you is different. Everything your about you is muscle, different. Your muscular and that's your, your muscles are going to develop differently. But I think this is what you guys were saying earlier. Though these are these are not simple conversations. Exactly, no, they're, like, not. they're nuanced conversations, and you can fall in a lot of places on that spectrum. So just to say blindly that no, you don't get to have an opinion. That's no, yeah, fucked yeah, up. Which was which was why I hated the article. Right, right. Which is why I hate the review is because Matt basically at the very end said they're not allowed to make this episode. Mm -hmm. Which who the fuck are you? Yeah, you got brought <laughs> in special to write a review because for some reason the bosses decided that it was necessary for somebody else besides the original guy mm -hmm. who was reviewing yeah, the, the season. They hire some terrible writer. She's who's just a shitty writer. It's not a well-written article, and and the arguments that makes are not good either. Because every 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 point that this this person had made existed outside of the episode. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like she didn't even watch. It was it. almost like our, our our inclusion class. Uh, Mikey mm -hmm. and I were uh, were it's, it's we, a, we were education measures together. These it kiddos. Was, it was some Tumblr blogger that wrote that article. <laughs> That's is that, what what, it was. Is that it was, who it was? I don't know, but I'm assuming it was some someone who just mainly wrote uh, shit on Tumblr. It was, I wanna, a, it was I wanna a Reddit find... poster who got pissed off by the <laughs> Yeah, I, w I actually want to find out how much work this person has done for the website itself. Yeah, I was... if, if this person's actually employed, I would guess none. Well, none guess, on any I, website. I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll the, find The writing out. was not great, mm -hmm. and no, the argument if, was yeah. piss poor. Yeah, and if you want to be an actual like writer of articles, don't use words like cringy. 
It seems a bit sophomore. As soon as I saw the word cis, I, I knew that, that, that this article was going to be a problem. But when I saw the word cringy, I was annoyed at their just just their general writing abilities, regardless of their opinion. Yeah, but I think on that note, uh, we are at oh my god, almost two hours. We're out of time. Almost, we are just about out of time. We're getting calls from the studio upstairs telling. But us I have a lot of opinions on this. Lap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we'll have to get to them in the next episode. Nah. Well, whatever. Bonus content. <laughs> More bonus content. <laughs> That's what everybody's asking for. If you subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon. You could. <laughs> I mean, we, we, have we do have one. Wow. I, made, I made one, but nobody wanted Is there any dollars coming in? No. <laughs> I, I, used, I, so. I used to have two bucks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, I, and it never came back because it was it was only two bucks. You have to have, you have, to have I think, like $5 yeah. or whatever. For the yeah. We have a goal of $80,000. <laughs> so A month. That's a month. Yeah, a month. $80,000 a month. So we got, we got to split it four ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's 20000 each. Yeah. I can deal with that. You and Timmy split your, your fourth <laughs> yeah. together. I can still deal with that. Yeah. I can still deal with that. <laughs> All right. So on that note, for John, for Jeff, for Mike, I almost said for Tim, for Mike, I'm there Lawrence. Well, I, we, Tim was kind of unfairly represented here, so. Yeah. <laughs> for Tim. Also for Tim. for Tim. Tim we, was uh, a character on the show without appearing, so. Sorry. Uh, we'll Sorry. see you next well, time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.